3: This is Brian J. Kennard, author of Sean Delaney's Hellbox, also creator of the graphic novel series The Villacon Chronicles, and you're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus.
2: Hey what's up there Kiss Army Tom and Zeus another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast Episode 119 Calling this one Chris Jericho Kiss Album Madness Tournament Wrap Up Tom how you doing What's up there Uh, You awake Get a little snooze in there this afternoon A little nap so you can get energized for tonight Half dead motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of it. And, and don't play that falling down the stairs shit either. You conscious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, stew.
1: You're red <laughs> stew, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 alive. We're we're kicking over here. Yep. So we are. Um tournament's over back to reality and uh basically back to uh the real world here um vaccines out guns out i don't know life is moving on i guess right that's it yep the
1: tournament's over we're gonna get into that uh lots to talk about that but before we do that let's uh flash back to last week right where we talked about box set disc three and uh we always start off with our poll so the poll was uh which of the three previously unreleased tracks that appear on box set three box set disc three do you prefer And they were talk to me the live recording demo for radioactive demo for your all that i want and of course the ace cult was alive and kicking and uh talk to me live one which Look, I know there's an ace cult out there, but I think it for me, it's hard for an unreleased KISS live track to not beat out a couple of demos on songs that people are kind of meh about and the demos are not great. That's just my opinion. But talk to me one this one running away.
2: Yeah, ace, ace number one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Couple comments, Twisted Kister, I chose your all that I want. I know it doesn't fit the demon image, but for ballads, I've always liked Gene's tone and voice. Uh, wasn't Talk to Me on Kissology. Yes, it was, but not. it was never available on audio, whether iTunes or CD, so uh, that, that's what I meant it as an unreleased track. Uh, Lance, I'm in the minority, but I'm going with your all that I want because I want to go fishing with Uncle Gene and listen to it in other yacht rock. The opening guitar riff reminds me of Christopher Cross. Yeah, Lance, you're right. That's exactly why I didn't vote for it. Um, John Schaefer, the cult of Ace is real. When I listen to them, I get a strange sensation, not the good kind. You're All That I Want is a terrific song in its demo form. Anytime Gene and Paul sing together is magic. When Ace rhymes conversation with conversation, it makes me crazy, gives me no relaxation. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know, Kiss Live I'd rather that, that than Kiss Demo. You are absolutely 100% correct. Right. The defense is wrong. He was right. Uh coming soon. This is a uh I think a podcast maybe. I don't know, but they jumped in. Talk to me. Always great to hear the late great Eric Carr behind the kit. Wish he could have been in the band to have played on an album. Deuce jumps in and says a weak song from a crappy album, but it's ace better than the other two party man. Talk to me such a feel good party vibe. Okay. Talk to me. This is John gross. Talk to me. I always like this song. So to hear it live is a bonus. Stuart H. I went for your all that I want, even with Paul soulfully trying to ruin it at the end (laughs) with his little outro singing there. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, I love Radioactive, and I don't mind the studio version of Your are All that I want. I just thought the demo was a little eh. Uh, and then some episode-specific comments here. Our buddy Steve, I'd love to see KISS raid the vaults and release CDs from the 80 to 92 era. Not as a limited edition $10,000 box set, but something for the fans. I'm not holding my breath, though. Yeah, Lee Bruton, great episode, guys. I forgot all about these demos. Some good, some not so good um our buddy dan i love it louder i love the box set the booklet can't get enough of the history behind the songs agree with your rankings of the disc so far let me tell you something else peter's album is amazing any other song would have been better than the one they chose so yeah talking about how they picked don't you let me down for the box set um lance had a couple more comments talking about uh the the gene demo um polly the wog Just finished this episode. Seriously, why even include that radioactive demo on the box? set? so devoid of any sort of energy or passion. Honestly, it would not have surprised me one bit to hear a band member ordering lunch. Brutal. Kevin's on fire. Commenting on our shuffleboard jokes. He said, I'm now picturing Gene as president of the board at Del Boca Vista. Nice. And then John Schaefer says that I'm out of my mind on this. Radioactive demo is good stuff. Gene wrote and recorded a 50s, 60s rock and roll song. Never underestimate what a producer brings to the table. Yeah, no. Uh, respectfully disagree, John, but I, I, I hear you and I like your feedback. Thank you. Alessandro Rourke says, those 19 tracks are tits! All right. Thank you, Alessandro. That's a great way to describe it. Thank you. And uh, that's it for Twitter. Zeus, we get some Facebook stuff.
2: Yeah. Over on Facebook, we have... Uh, let's start with David Zanett. Good all old right, David. David, and he just does a Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. Uh, Mark Konzowoski, why so skimpy on Dynasty? Charisma and two thousand man need to be there. Mm, I agree. Yep. Okay. Over on Loudcasters, Tony Smith. Great episode. Agreed with most opinions during song breakdown, especially the Detroit Rock City studio versus live issue.
0: Mm-hmm. I would
2: have rather had the live version. Yep. Jerker Nielsen. <laughs> Best okay. era. Ryan Moomy. It was good, but why put your all that I want in there? Is that you was far better. I didn't even make it on. All four studio tracks and killers. Should have been included. Beth isn't here. And nothing from Rock and Roll Over.
1: Then I commented and corrected him that that was all on disc two. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Well, no, I just want to answer his question. You know, he said,
2: why wasn't there anything on there? So I'll just say, go back to disc two. Connor Dwyer. Box set was such a disappointment looking back. YouTube. YouTube. do Does a better job than the band did Collecting material for it Wow I I know we're hard on KISS But I I, I love the box set I was happy with it But Over on YouTube YouTube. Terry the man The You're all that I want demo Sounds like Gene Was highly influenced by Ace's Fraction Mira Oh okay Devin Dungan Great great episode guys Gonna be listening to this disc later today Rock on The talk to me live version is the only one That stood out to me From this disc And the you're all that I want demo Has always reminded me of Boston Okay Okay I don't know. Is he saying the band or the city or the, I don't know. He's ta- he's probably talking about the, he's talking about the band.
1: He's probably talking about a little bit of the way I- I'm thinking the way more than a feeling kind of opens up with that acoustic strumming
2: before the song gets into gear. I don't know. Um, uh, Mark Stewart, if you ever get a chance to go on YouTube and type in John Bon Jovi's demo for who said it would last forever. It's an almost exact duplicate of the demo for your all that I want. It definitely a coincidence, but still interesting. Wow! Right? I don't we know. That Kobe listened to Kiss, so I mean, yep. Uh, Pinworm. <laughs> YouTube. I've never heard a Kiss demo that excites me. Maybe the version of God of Thunder that Paul sings, only because of the oddity of it. But yep. demos are just bad versions of mostly good songs when it comes when it comes to Kiss. The unreleased songs are usually unreleased for a reason. They stink.
1: I kind of agree with him there for the most part. Sometimes you might get something that's worth it, but most of the time it's... My comparison was like the deleted
2: scenes on a Blu-ray disc. It's like they deleted for a reason. Mike H. So, um, And then Marty White chimes in and says, The demo of Fanfare will change your life. Oh, God. (laughs) But he also decided to comment... Thanks. And Marty writes I remember the episode of the Jeffersons That featured Ace and Mr. Bentley <laughs> Ace refused to tip Ralph For procure- procuring him some coke He and Ralph got into an argument Mr. Bentley Stepped in And Ace who was terrified Of English accents Started throwing punches <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck Oh my ben, god. Bentley punched <laughs> Bentley punched back and both wound up on George's couch with ice bags on their inflamed noses. Oh my god. When George saw them sitting there, he shouted, What the hell happened to you fool honkies? <laughs> Ace who was drunk and high lost all sense of cultural decorum and said, Holy shit ball, George. I can't read the rest. I, I George glared at Ace and said, "That's mighty white of you, Bronx boy." <laughs> Jesus Christ, Marty! And that's YouTube. YouTube.
1: Wow. Okay. You got a couple emails. Couple emails here. Yeah, this one comes from Mister Eric Schwink, and this is about the album madness bracket. And he kind of gives us a little bit of a story here. So he says T and Z. Thanks to the bracket this year, I sat down and for the first time ranked my choices for the Kiss Studio albums. Thanks to your podcast, I have been going back and re-listening to some albums that I have not listened to in full for years. Some personal surprises on here for sure. My Kiss backstory is not too different than yours. I'm a year or two younger than you. I got into the bands thanks to my older cousin. I guess I'm partially to blame for their demise in the early 80s because I was the four- to five-year-old kid seeing them on the Dynasty Return of Kiss tour that they talked about in Extreme Close-Up. As a kid, I had Destroyer, Love Gun, Dynasty, Paul Solo, Ace Solo, and for some reason, I had the World Without Heroes 45 single. When MTV came out, I got into Def Leppard and other bands, but kept up with Kiss and got a couple of their 80s cassettes. In the 90s, I got back into Kiss thanks to Revenge, Extreme Close-Up, a six-disc CD changer, and a BMG membership allowed me to get the entire Kiss catalog. They've been my favorite band ever since. Side note on the 90s, I love Jar of Flies. Was stoked when you did that for a bonus episode. Here's my list. Thanks for having an awesome podcast and keep up the good work. And then I'll just rank, read a couple. So he ranks Destroyer as first, then Love Gun, Revenge, Kiss debut, Paul Stanley for his top five. Uh, then he has Sonic Boom and Monster Tied. And he threw in a little joke there. He ranked them lower than Air Supply and Lionel Richie. Oof. I don't know if they're that bad, although I do like Lionel Richie. But Eric, thank you so much. We appreciate that email very much. That's awesome. Thank you. And then our good friend, Angelo Capasso. Hi, guys. Help me on this. I swear, as a kid growing up and even to this day, if you listen to Alive and Alive 2, the introduction is you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest band in the world, KISS. But every time you guys talk about the intro, you say land rather than world. So my nuts, are they not saying world on Alive and Alive too"? In my weird head, I guess I just prefer world, thinking that is what they said all those years. Hope all is well. You guys rock. Angelo, I can solve your problem for you. They say land in alive and world and alive too. So whichever one you prefer is the one that you can go with because they say both.
2: But... Since Alive 2, they've been sticking with World. Correct. Yep. Yep. They said Land for Alive. You're used to World now, but they originally started with Land. Yes. Yep. That's accurate. Yep. And then we'll finish off with a DM
1: from Jim Riley, who references our flashback Friday from last week with the hot in the shade, Leon Sphinx blowing up and all that good stuff. Uh, Tom and Zeus, this is my first Kiss concert. It was the day after you saw them. I saw them June 30th, 1990 in New Jersey. It was freaking unbelievable. Awesome set list. We are so much alike as kiss fans. It is scary. Cool thing that happened. We were tailgating before the concert and a dude took lighter fluid and wrote kiss in the parking lot and lit it on fire. That's fucking awesome. That's rock and roll. I talked to Bruce Kulick on meat hook every couple months. I think meat hook is like that live chat thing. No way, would I, no way could I have imagined I could speak to someone like him over 30 years later. Life is good. Thank you for your podcast. You are both honest and hilarious and have the greatest guests. You both are true Kiss fans. I am one of the biggest Jericho-holics. Tell him I said hello. Quarantine songs are great. Love the Deadly Weapon is freaking awesome. I can go on and on, but just want to say one more time, thanks for all you do and thank you Jim Riley for that amazing message because you are comment of the week for
2: us good answer good answer like the way you think I'm gonna be watching you
1: (laughs) thank you Jim much appreciated and I'm glad you're a Jericho-holic because you got Jericho this week
2: Yeah, it's apropos that we got this email, and um, we're thankful for the kind comments. Absolutely. And uh, it just happened to work out that we had Chris on this week. So, perfect.
1: Very cool. Very cool.
2: And before we get into what's going on in Kiss World, we want to give
1: out our uh, special thanks that we do every week to our amazing and awesome Patreon subscribers, uh, people that are donating to our show through our Patreon account. Uh, We can't thank you guys enough. Uh, That means a lot, and it helps the show. It builds the show, and it supports a lot of things that we do on this show, so we cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, Zeus, if you want to give a shout-out and provide where that Patreon contact info is for everybody out there that may not be one yet but wants to be.
2: Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com or the app. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, or usually we put it in the episode notes. So after you find our podcast, if you look at the notes on the episode, there's a link amongst our links to our website, links to our Facebook page, our YouTube page, all that stuff. You'll see a link to Patreon. Those that uh want to can take a look, see if anything interests you there and see if you can uh possibly support the pod. And we appreciate if you can. Uh, tip of the hat and much uh, appreciation and gratitude to those that have been able to uh, join us there and uh, they had a little bit of fun and a little bit of a preview to this episode and -hmm. got a little bit of a tip of the hat and uh, we also were uh, they got lucky one of them got lucky enough to ask chris a question so we'll uh once again patreon.com or Patreon on the app, or you can find it in the episode notes. Thank you to all those that are members, and uh, if you're interested, check us out. Absolutely. Thank you, as always. So what's going on in Kiss World? All right, so it's kind of quiet
1: here. Uh, not much going on. Um, one thing that I did see for some news regarding Tommy Thayer, uh, he tweeted out on his Twitter page that a uh, couple pictures of him. He says he purchased 15 acres of vineyard property in Oregon's prime wine region last year. And he'll be producing Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Follow along at at Vineyard Tommy for the latest updates. And it's got a couple of pictures in there. One of him inside with the wine casks and one of him outside in the field with, uh, in the vineyard. So good for Tommy, you know, doing something cool. I know you see a lot of people uh doing that, you know, kind of older people, you know, got some money and, uh, kind of get into a hobby that they like. So good for Tommy. Happy to see that he's doing something that he's passionate about. Um, In terms of kiss stuff, we we did see that, that uh, thing about Bruce Kulick. By the time you hear this episode, it will have already happened. Uh, Hopefully there's a way for you to access it. uh, Another way online. Bruce Kulick is doing a live stream performance. uh, And that will have aired on uh, Friday, April 16th. Uh, It's called Bruce Kulick. Live in Las Vegas. It'll be at the Marquee Club's library inside the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Vegas. It's going to be joined by his wife, Lisa, and his longtime collaborator, Todd Kearns. He'll be doing music from Kiss, along with other songs from The Stones, The Beatles, The Who, Elvis, uh, and all that and more. So, again, Bruce keeping himself busy. Very exciting stuff there. Uh, That's also available on that Meathook.com so I'm sure you'll be able to go back and check that out if you uh, if you missed it. And obviously, if you're hearing this and hearing of it for the first time, you did miss it, but hopefully you can go back and check that out.
2: And you got Paul putting up photos of wine porn, Ugh. Break, bragging about Jason Woodbridge's wine. Uh, then he puts pictures of a guitar that he got that's great and awesome. And then he puts a photo up recently today about... The, uh, looks like the t-shirt that is at Walmart and he's holding it up. Yeah. The love gun shirt. Yep. Wow. So long ago, we couldn't have made it today without you. It wasn't easy, but if you're willing to fight for something, how much is it worth? Nothing. Gratitude.
1: i tell you, when I saw that picture, that looked like one of those pictures you see on Facebook. That's Photoshopped of yeah, him. Somebody holding up,
2: holding up a t-shirt. That- yeah. That's what I... 1974 through 19... Yeah, it's like
1: so
3: so
2: fake. But when I saw this, I'm like, why is Paul
1: holding up a Walmart shirt? I mean, I own the shirt. I'm sure half of you people listening to the show have that shirt. It's fucking awesome. The Love Gun 77 tour shirt, but like, Paul, like, I don't get it, but hey, you know what? At least least he's talking kiss,
2: so... And then he's got his, uh, the guitar for, that guitar does look pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, And he's got his Paul Stanley Pumas on. Oh God Almighty! Those goddamn things. Yeah, and brutal, his... brutal. Tiny Tim do. <laughs> like, come and on! That, and that face. <laughs> and he looks like someone took a shit in the floor or something. Like, what's that smell? Who farted face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tip of the hat of <laughs> our friend Baco who made that yes. up. Looks yes. like someone farted and Like he's like, what is? That? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, uh, and other than that, I saw a photo of Gene eating ice cream. Um <laughs> like, what the fuck, Gene? You dude. got nothing else going on. He's eating ice cream with this wife. You know, God bless him. He's our demon, you know, he deserves it. But he's like, Yeah, baby, yogurt land. <laughs> dude, it's you
1: know, like every it's like every week they're trying to outdo themselves for least metal moment.
2: Exactly. Like and he and he's like play he's being playful like moving his jaw around like he's got no teeth, which he probably doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty bad. And then, you know, he's got, you know, he's not really, he's putting up all sorts of gene stuff, any notices or anything about Kiss. And like, he's like real estate hawking his house, putting like refreshing the page as though he's on realtor.com of his house. Dude, nobody on Twitter is going to be like, I'm going to buy Gene. Maybe there's a Kiss fan. Maybe it's you, the <laughs> fan, that wants to buy my house. $25 million. If I put all the shit in it and leave it there, $22 million. <laughs> oh, man. And then one other thing that that came out this week. Look,
1: I'm a Kiss collector. Zeus is a Kiss collector. Maybe I'm a little bit stupider with the way I spend my money on Kiss. Look. On people saw this going around. The Kiss sneakers that came out on on kissreplicas.com. Dude, these look like the worst looking Marty McFly fucking back to the future ridiculousness and they're 175 bucks. I'm excuse me. 179
2: dollars a pair. They people. they look like you, you people that are no offense are wearing helmets Dude, to have, they have those they, sneakers. It, it they're just <laughs> It's they're
1: just, they're just bad. And, and I'm sorry. And I, and I, you know, I know you, God bless you, babe. If you got the money and you want to get them, go for it. But these are just, I, I don't know when or where you would wear these other than maybe the kiss cruise.
2: Um, my favorite thing was somebody put it up on our buddy. Kiss my collectibles. <laughs> Bought my four pair of Kiss sneakers today. (laughs) Anyone else get some? I got one of each. Someone wrote, why? (laughs) Dude,
1: somebody bought one of each. So you spent almost
2: $800 on fucking Kiss sneakers. Yeah, it's just one of those things like you got to have a lot of disposable income.
0: Absolutely. just, Just drop.
2: Randomly, hey, I've got 800 bucks. Yeah, I'll buy. No, honey, we don't need it for this or that. I'm buying right. kiss sneakers. That's what that I mean. I'll, that I'll never wear. I'll
1: never take out of the box. Yeah. Nope, nope. nope. They'll go on a shelf and I can stare at them. Which <laughs> and then,
2: when I, and then when I die, you'll fucking get a dumpster, pull it up to the house, and throw all my kiss shit in there. Oh, I, it's just,
0: I don't know.
1: I don't know, but they do come with a custom hang tag. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, oh, oh and, the, and it comes with a drawstring bag
2: to put them in. So is there a Vinnie Vincent pair? No, I'd get those. Yeah, I'd get those. You think they'd be pink? Uh, that's offensive. No, but that was his look. The pink uh, high tops. Oh, I that thought you were. I, I thought you were referring to when he was in kiss with the Ankh warrior colors. Oh. Oh, no, I was thinking, like, would they be, like, Vinnie Vincent Invasion? <laughs> okay, the boys are going to rock edition? <laughs> and they would have that wig on the side of them. So they would look like Eric Carr's, like, you know how he had the fur part of his boots and stuff? Yes, So you'd yes. have those on the side on the bottom of the heel. So you really wouldn't see the sneakers. You'd see that Vinnie wig on your sneakers. So,
1: yeah, so it would look like you have, like, a puppy humping your leg, <laughs> yeah. but it would be Vinnie's sneakers. Yeah, but exactly.
2: Private Kuthano would like to get a pair of those if you don't, <laughs> you don't mind. Oh my God. If you're going to be offensive like that, you won't be on the next tour.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Infensive. So that's about it. That's the fun stuff going on in Kiss World. You can see there's not much going
2: on. So, yes. No. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Tom, our uh, annual. Kiss Madness Tournament, this time we called it the Kiss Album Madness Tournament Uh, Ends and we always have a wrap-up show And last year we added Chris and this year we did the same Because we want to make this a tradition Get Chris's thoughts and his uh, opinions about the the, uh, Madness Tournament And he was gracious enough to give us his time But last, before we left off, before we get into the conversation we had with Chris when we last left off, I believe on the pod, we were down to the final four.
1: Correct. Yes, which was uh, Destroyer versus Alive on one side and Love Gun in going up against creatures on the other side, uh, which resulted in a championship battle between Alive and Love Gun, which, as a Love Gun fan, thrilled me and shocked a lot of other people that Love Gun made it
2: all that way to the finals. And now you got a live versus love gun and fake drum roll. <laughs> winner is <laughs> alive
1: to no one's surprise. Yeah. Uh, we kind of knew that that was going to be the case. You know, again, when we play the, 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 the interview that we had with Chris, we'll kind of get into all those details. Um, but I do also want to give another shout out to uh, our Twitter winner the bracket winner. Cause we do encourage people to fill out brackets and submit them to us. And we got a ton this year and we thank you for everybody who yeah. contributed and participated. And that is a big kiss fan himself. And he goes by the Twitter handle of half ACE. And it's a very unique uh, thing. He's got, it's a guy with his half of his face painted like ACE uh, and kudos to him. He picked, he almost had a perfect bracket. It was amazing. Wow. He picked, he picked a live versus love gun for the championship. Uh, He had three of the four in the final four. uh, And he did pick that the championship matchup with a live winning. So kudos to him. And he wins that amazing prize pack from our buddy Ed over at click T shop, including a t-shirt and pins and uh, guitar picks. Just great stuff. Courtesy of Ed at click T shop.
2: Yeah. Let me guess. Did he have creatures wrong?
1: Uh he had yes he did I believe I
2: believe he did uh, Of the four I would guess that that's probably the one That he may have missed Yeah it, it's uh we we talk about The percentages and stuff going on A live winning it's not really that big of a shock I'm surprised We didn't have like a tie or something But kudos to Half ace <laughs> Half ace Yep, And uh yeah he's I think he's He has uh put in Every year we've done the uh, the madness tournament, and he's a long time follow us uh, us on Twitter. So much appreciated and congratulations! Tip of the hat and a sincere big shout out and thank you to our sponsor Click T Shop, K I K L I C K T E E Shop S H O P dot com. Ed at Click has been a sponsor of ours. And he's a good friend and he was generous Enough to donate that awesome prize And uh, thank you All for some, uh, for Getting involved and Continuing and uh, we have Some ideas for next year already And you'll hear the discussion a little bit later On too um, <laughs> yep. and if we Don't do it Jericho's way I'm going to get put in A headlock and thrown <laughs> off the balcony Of the Kiss Cruise That's So right. yeah it, that this was a Fun year doing this Tom
1: absolutely absolutely it was um and you know we 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 made it last long because no one no one's got anything going on why not why not have this spend a couple weeks you know have the polls last a little bit longer encourage that discussion that debate some people love and hate these albums you know uh it it took a while to get to get from round one to the championship and that's the way we like it and it it appears that you guys like that too and it's a lot of fun for us We're thrilled that people are involved and and interact, and that's what we want. It it just encourages the KISS community to talk and just get into those arguments and uh, just share the love of the band. And uh, who knows what 2022 is going to bring, but you can bet we're going to have something ready next year.
2: Yeah. And without further ado, let's go to our conversation with Chris Jericho. KISS album madness tournament wrap up. you in a rock i know where i already started recording he taught me that what oh, are you yeah. doing Stop are
1: you recording? Recording. <laughs> get some stupid shit going <laughs> oh. so chris thanks for joining us every year this is an annual tradition of having you on here to uh kind of do the breakdown and recap of our of our tournament so just generally speaking wh- what do you think about you know i mean this was definitely probably the most predictable tournament that we've done um but we still thought it would be fun. You know, a couple of good, interesting matchups early on. As it got closer on, I think it got a little bit more predictable, but we still had fun with it.
3: Yeah, I mean, once again, it, it's it's a great idea. These tournaments, it, it's one of the reasons we were talking earlier about kind of the uh, the uh, League of, of Distinguished Idiots KISS podcasters that you did with Joey Casado. where every kiss podcast that's lasted has something they do different from the others. Yep. And one of the things that you guys do really well is the drafts and, and the, you know, the, 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 the big four tournaments, the, the, the big 64 tournaments. So this was, it's like you said, it's, it's a pretty standard one, but it's still a great idea that no one else has done. So yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. Good. Good. So like w- w- we talked about when we did our preview issue,
1: like a uh, preview episode, we, we know that, you know, we, we know that a lot of these albums, you know, had like no shot, but the, the point right. of it was to just get that, that kiss discussion, you know, and represent people like Bruce Kulik and Eric Singer and, and Mark St. John and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know, Zeus, you kind of want to maybe break down the brackets and then we can get into the big guns as we get into the final four.
2: Yeah, I just uh, a little overall thought here. The yeah. one thing that I I kind of wish we just didn't have a chance to do it was to do it without compilations and live albums and right. see yeah. Yeah. what comes out because that's yeah. what we're getting. Look, alive, it's it's not really fair. Or double platinum. Let's be honest, my, you should pick that. That should be the top five album here. Double platinum, right. but you know, the, there's more to an album. There's the artwork. There's when you got into the band There's when you, you know, maybe you saw them on that concert tour mm-hmm. So that that's important to you But uh, I yeah, I wish we could see what would happen if uh, and, and a lot of this is luck of the draw Who did we put in these brackets? Like we oh, yeah. have Love Gun on the right What if we put Destroyer on the other side? Well, rock and roll over Would yeah. that have made a difference? Would that have beaten Alive 2? I don't know
3: Yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, she- and, and that's the thing too. And, and and once again, you have to put some of these albums in there just to fill out the brackets, basically. And, and, and once again, that makes sense. But what I tried to, st- I mean, kind of being hypocritical because we all know the record that won. I don't want to spoiler alert it. I'll let you guys do that if that's what we're doing here. But so it is kind of one of those ones where I tried to stay away from compilations and tried to stay away from best ofs. Yeah, and you know, Alive is kind of both of those things, but Alive, but Alive is is so much more than that, and and we'll get into it. Alive is not a compilation record, and it's not just a typical live album. Like like to me, it still is the best Kiss record of all time. It's my favorite, and not just because of the songs, because the energy, the the arrangements of the songs, the tempos of the songs. It's completely different from from, from you know, anything that's on Dressed to Kill doesn't sound a thing like it does on Alive, for example. So it mm-hmm. really is kind of the standard, not just for what a live album is, but also for what a Kiss album is as well. No, totally.
1: And, and I think one one thing, you know, we'll get into the brackets in a second, but I want to get your thoughts. So Destroyer and Alive were the obvious number one seeds. We went back and forth with Love Gun or, you know, maybe Rock and Roll Over. But the, the one that we got feedback on, and it proved right because it made it to the Elite Eight. <laughs> ace freely solo album 78 as a number one seed what do you (laughs) thought what do you because because i i think that is by far one of the most tremendously overrated albums in their entire
2: discography i've I've hashtagged the ace cult because there's an ace cult amongst the kiss community that ace can never do any wrong and anything that the other guys do doesn't apply to ace yep so
3: you know it's interesting because i'm trying to remember what my bracket was that i sent to you guys and I think Ace might have made to the final eight in mine as well, because once again, I mean, up against Look It Up, it is pretty tight, but there's something about that Ace solo record, once much like Paul's, that to me is one of the classic Kiss records of all time. So, you know, I, I know there's definitely an Ace cult for sure, but I don't have really have a problem with Ace getting to the top eight, because like I said, I see the reasons for that. Um so that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you guys.
1: Yeah. I think the thing with the ACE album and, and, and I know Zeus and I, we're kind of like joking with the ACE cult there. Cause I mean, I, I, I like the album. I don't love it, but for me, there's just no plan. And, and while we're talking about ACE, we might as well just talk about that bracket. Since we're talking about that, you know, that bottom right bracket, the Michael James Jackson bracket with ACE is the number one seed. You know, I, I just don't, to me that, that album will never be better than lick it up. And That's just me. Um, I think. I think Ace. I think it sounds great, but I just think there's too many weak spots. And I know some people think Lick It Up has some weak spots, but that was a battle. That was the that was the matchup that almost had to go into an emergency overtime poll. Oh wow! That came down
2: to I think it was a percentage point, maybe Zeus six. I think it was like. It was tied at one point going down the wire then I think it won by like six votes. Yeah. We we even tweeted out. We were like, "Come on, lick it up fans. Come on." <laughs> and, then it, and then we had the opposite effect. All yep. of a sudden Ace went ahead.
3: <laughs> yep. You know what's funny though is we just did a thing um on Eddie Trunk's um show talking about uh, what were we talking about? Something. Oh, it was kind of, we were talking about the, 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 non-makeup kiss records and which ones were the best. Oh, I know what it was. It was top three non-makeup kiss records. So I was on Eddie's show kind of, uh, co-hosting it for a couple of days. And there was so many people who thought that lick it up is the best kiss non-makeup record. And I, I didn't realize just how popular lick it up is amongst fans Yep. So even to me, like on the surface, I'm like, look it up, really? But then when you go into it, it's very, very critically acclaimed a- across, you know, the, the, the Kiss fan base. So, you know, once again, I was a little bit surprised by that, but it doesn't surprise me that it got as far as it did. And then conversely, it surprised me it didn't make it farther because of the reaction it got from from the people that, that represented it on Trunk Show.
1: Yeah, this was a bracket. It was funny how when we made them, we kind of didn't, I, I I mean, at least I didn't think of this bracket consciously, but this bracket has like, like the cult albums. It's got the creatures of the, it's got the creatures of the night cult. It's got the ACE freely solo album cult. It's got people like me that, that love revenge. Then it's got people that think revenge is overrated. And the same thing with lick it up. Like for this bracket, I, I, I had a feeling creatures would advance to the final four, but I don't know I don't know where you stand on creatures Uh, yeah
2: Tom I don't know about that I I thought it was a 50 50 shot revenge versus creatures yeah I really did Did you really and I thought I really thought it could go either way I wouldn't be surprised and still to this day I'm looking at I think I was like flipping a coin
3: I I don't know where to go on that one okay well once again I'll give you the the cult of creatures Cause, cause once again, talking about the trunk thing, it wasn't non-make it was kiss albums from the eighties. So, but the cult of creatures to where, and maybe it's like we talked about and you guys mentioned it many times too. It's not kind of so much the, the, the albums themselves. It's when, as Paul would say, it's when you got on the kiss elevator. So mm-hmm. I've, I've said many times that revenge is my all time favorite uh, mm-hmm. kiss studio record. So, to me the creatures album doesn't even hold a candle to revenge because yes they still play so much of it live but i find there's a lot of filler on creatures uh, saints and sinner and 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 killers and those type of tunes to me don't stand up to war machine and i love it loud whereas revenge if you throw out you know we've laughed over before every time i look at you you know in car jam 91 to an extent all that record cooks. So to me, it's a no brainer that revenge is better than creatures, but I'm also not surprised that revenge lost to creatures just because of the creatures cult, which, uh, you know, I'll add that's just as valid as the ACE cult. (laughs) It is. (laughs)
1: And we said that when we did our creatures of the night album review at the beginning of this year, I I said, I said, I think people, people are so enamored, with the sound of creatures that they're not paying attention right. to how they're not paying attention to how weak some of the songs are. Absolutely. Like, like you said, the, the the album sounds fantastic, but the songs are just not, they just don't have a lot of teeth to them.
3: Well, you know, you, you like I said, th- 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 that is true, but they also play, you know, half of yep. that album live to this day, yep. but there is a lot of the rock and roll hells on there. And, and then once again, that's why I think if people, that vote for creatures, I bet you they're probably a little bit older than I am. Uh, and if they heard revenge when it first came out and saw all the kind of all the, 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 buzz about Gene and how cool it was when he kind of reappeared with unholy and domino. And he's like, Gene is back. Like they, there's just no comparison to me between the two, but they'll always be linked together because it was the last kiss makeup album. It was basically the last revenge was basically the last kiss non makeup album. I know that, Carnivals in there, but it was basically an afterthought. And also, too, that was the end of that 10-year drought where Gene had I Love It Loud for a single and didn't have another single video uh or video until Unholy came out with Revenge 10 years later. So they'll always be connected together. So mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that they went up against each other, but in my opinion, there's no way that the right album won that.
0: Yeah.
2: Zeus, that, do you have yeah, do you that have a- was a 54 to 46? Wow.
0: That's closer wow. than I
2: thought yeah, Four to 46 yep. um, Yeah that was uh, Pretty close I, I just look at it This way too there's another factor in there That's the Eric album mm. And people still have this soft yeah. spot for yeah, Eric right. Carr and everyone loves Him and, and it's just one of those things like Oh look at Eric Carr kick ass I think that helps that move Along and then it, you know It, it is, does have a cult to it um, We haven't gotten to lick it up Or anything yet on our review stuff or revenge, but creatures, I, I ranked it high. I, I loved coming into that album in the 80s and discovering it and hearing Love It, I Love It Loud and War Machine the first time. Gene just kicks ass on this. And, and mm. tend, I tend to lean to the albums where Gene shines because I expect Paul to always do well on an album. Right. So when Gene does, it just makes that album so much better. It's a good point. Yeah, it's a good so point. So then you get to Ace versus creatures. And that surprised me. I definitely <laughs> thought Ace was going to come out on top, but the two cults went at it <laughs> and that ended up being 59 to uh, 59.7 to 40.3 Ace.
1: I, I, that was surprising because I thought Ace would either win or I know that I know 6040 is close, but I thought either Ace would win or that would be razor thin. Um, but th- th- that, that was one of those votes for me. I think I may have even tweeted, I think I may have even tweeted out, oh, look, it's the battle of the two most overrated albums in the entire discography trying to decide who's going to go to the final four, you know, but I I don't know. I mean,
3: well, once again, you know, I'm just, I'm looking here at what I, what I chose at that point. Um, And, and, you know, like I said, like Ace's album is a great solo record, but there's really I know it had the hit, quote unquote, of New York Groove, mm-hmm. but there's really no hits off of Ace's record that he he even plays live to this day. Maybe rip it out. He might play one or two others that he's brought in back over the years. But Creatures still has those standards of Creatures of the Night and I Love It Loud and War Machine. You know, I Still Love You was in there for 20 years, 25 years after the, the song came out. So they are standard, tried and true Kiss classics. So even though it doesn't surprise me that Creatures beat Revenge, although it was the wrong decision in my opinion, <laughs> I, I I don't think there's any chance that 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 Ace could possibly beat Creatures. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, you guys, from what you said, it's even a little bit closer than I would have expected because my last four were were uh, were in that bracket where Ace versus Revenge um and then i also had Alive two versus versus uh, mtv unplugged but so i had ace versus revenge so ace made it as far as it did in 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 your survey but uh revenge beat it yeah so
2: so revenge put up a better fight than ace did in the end
3: yeah yeah right again had that been flip-flopped if it was revenge versus ace i bet you revenge would have won (laughs) Oh, and then, now, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Now this is the stuff that like bugs me. It's like <laughs> yep. shit. Now we got to change everything next year or something <laughs> and have them go up against each other. But that's a great one, though. You know, creatures and Ace. Uh, you know, creatures pulls it out. I, I, I I'm not surprised. So that was the ones we were fighting. Whether which to make the number one seed right. on that side. So I, so then, so so if we move up, We'll move up up to the Eddie
1: Kramer bracket on the top right. Now this. To me, I thought the Michael James Jackson bracket with Ace and Creatures, I know we just talked about it and it's a good discussion because it's a lot of evenly matched ma- evenly matched matchups. I think it might be to me the weakest the weakest quadrant of the of the entire tournament because I think the Eddie Kramer bracket, maybe this is just me personally. I mean, you got Love Gun, you got Alive Two, you got Hotter Than Hell, MTV Unplugs, Killers, Crazy Nights. I mean, that just to me, that's just loaded with stuff. And Mm -hmm. I guess you could say the same about all the brackets too, but now love gun, number one seed. We went back and forth on that. Now, granted it made it to the championship against alive, which we'll get into that shocking turn of events, but
3: (laughs) thoughts on that. Um, If I could just pop in here quickly too, just talking one more thing about the Michael James Jackson bracket. I I love um, once again, I love the fact I understand why you had to include a lot of these records, but to me, I had all systems go going a lot further than it did. And I know you're a big fan of that record too. Um, I just think that that's one of the, the, maybe the best non kiss kiss record uh, uh, ever. So to me, I, I just wanted to point that out that, that there is no way in hell that the elder beats all systems go. If you were talking to, you know, a hundred aliens from Grimlock that are just hearing heavy metal for the first time only in the kiss universe and the kiss cult would elder beat the all systems go no fucking chance in hell for that. So there's
1: another, there's another matchup that we're going to talk about similar to that, a a non kiss album versus a kiss album. We get to the other side of the bracket. I want to get your thoughts at. So, so the Eddie Kramer bracket, we got love gun. Number one, People were questionable on that, but it made it. It made its way all the way to the tur- to the title game.
3: Ah, man, yeah, th- th- that to me was a little bit surprising because um, Love Gun is a good studio record, but in no way, in my opinion, is it is it top two. And I even had Love Gun going as far as you guys had it i had the love gun versus mtv unplugged but once again mtv unplugged is a lot like uh, live for me a lot of those songs are completely different from what they were in the studio so um you know i can see love gun getting to top eight top four maybe but uh, against rock and like what's the best kiss record from the 70s rock and roll over i would say for me well for me it's love gun Okay, so, so I, you are a love yeah. gun guy. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's Tom's thing. That's what my. What you think, my,
1: Zeus? What do you go
3: I, with?
2: I'm I'm usually uh, it's a it's what day? It's Rock and Roll Over, Hotter Than Hell. Yeah, gotcha. I love that album yep. and uh, and, uh, and probably yeah that would uh, those two. If from the from the first three, I would go Hotter Than Hell for the la- the middle three. I, I don't know. Rock and Roll Over, Destroyer. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's
3: tough. You know, it's it's funny though, once again, and you guys talked about this. I I've listened to I think maybe on the rat show, which which I really enjoyed. Um, you were talking about once again, and we just mentioned this how it's not so much the albums, it's where you come in. And and I got into KISS as as you know, my story with Animalize, and then kind of was alive too, and then alive. And I never really went back and got the studio records. So I remember I think Dress to Kill I had it. I was like, this is not as good as the songs versions on alive so that goes for self titled kiss that goes for hotter than hell mm-hmm. all those records love guns so when i see them going as far as they did i just don't get it like because i didn't grow up in that era so when it's crazy nights versus hotter than hell like, to me it's 90 to 10 on that one yep. like and so the fact that hotter than hell beat crazy nights it just maybe shows the age that i am or when i came into kiss so all of these ones are just so foreign to me to see like You know, and I get it. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to your podcast that's going to go, Chris is is crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But once again, there's so many great eras of Kiss that all of these records could win depending on what era you got into them. Yeah, look at Charlie. If you put Crazy
2: Nights versus Hotter Than Hell, it would be 90-10 the opposite. He probably would
3: have taken second sighting over Crazy Nights and hasn't (laughs) even heard anything from second sighting. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so... I we, we do, when
1: we get, when we get to this part of, of this bracket, I, I, we actually have a question from one of our Patreon members. That's a big kiss fan, a big, big Chris Jericho fan. I want to ask you that in a second, but sure. so a couple of the early round, most of the early round matchups were blowouts where I found when I was doing the polls and looking at the stats, the second round matchups, and even that third round really is when the, the matchups got kind of exciting. The first round matchups were kind of a beatdown, right? But on this one. Zeus, again, I don't know if you have the numbers and and forgive me for putting mm. you on the spot. I Sorry. thought I thought, and, and this is probably just me because I love Vinnie Vincent Invasion and I love Killers. I thought Vinnie Vincent Invasion might put up a bigger fight against killers. I know Killers is iconic, especially with the four original tracks. Yeah. But what were the what were those numbers if you do have them? If not, I know killers obviously won. Um I, I thought maybe Vinnie Vincent Invasion would would kind of, you know fight because i know there's a there's like a Vinny cult out there too like we say about ace um but where were you on that chris what do you think because i know everybody think we just talked about all systems go Vinny debut album
3: yeah once again like i said i mean i'm kind of hypocrisizing myself here. When I say that I try to stay away from the best ofs. Yep. Um, And and meanwhile, two of the live records made it to my top eight, but I really did stay away from the best ofs. If you don't include a live record as a best of. So when I saw kiss killers, like to me, there's no, there's no uh, there's no fight because there's only four songs and they're OK, but you got to be really be hardcore. I think a few of those would have benefited from playing live like down on your knees if it would have had the lick it up, uh, animalized tour tempo boost. Uh, yep. It'd be much better tune. So to me, that, that Vinnie, those two Vinnie Vincent records are so, so great to me that I had Vinny coming right out of the first round. I didn't even think twice about it. There was no debate in it for me at all. Yeah. Um, Because I just, I really do love those records. I just love the the pompousness of it, Uh, the ridiculousness of Vinny's (laughs) solos, how high the vocals were. Like everything that you love slash hate about late 80s kind of glam metal is what Vinny Vincent did. The look, uh, the song titles shoot ooh full of love. And it's just like, oh, it's so bad. Um, but it's so great. So to me, like I said, there was really no there was really no uh, no no battle for me at all. If I if I can say one more little thing, the, the, the most interesting Absolutely. battle in this one to me for the first round was Gene Simmons solo record versus live to win. Yep. And I'd be curious to see what the final tally of that was because this the seventy eight solo record is so critically maligned, people bury it all the time, and it's really number three in the list of solo records and live to win isn't overall great but i think it is a better record than jeans just because at least it's a rock record and it is a little bit different from what paul was doing with some great hooks and choruses but what was the what was the the, the tally on that one Zeus
2: all right so let me go in order here you guys first originally brought up the elder and all systems go right the up. elder was 56 to 44 wow. that's ridiculous it's ridiculous all right and then i believe who is it? Um, Vinny went up against. Was Killers. it empty? It went up against Killers. No. Killers won seventy-one to twenty-nine. No, <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> and then Gene to Paul's live to win fifty-six forty-four. Okay, that's that. That right there is a typical
1: Kiss fan voting because <laughs> if you if you're if you're not completely deaf. There's no way that you, you're voting on nostalgia. You're voting on the album cover. You're voting on radioactive. You're voting, but I like live to win. I think that really is a strong album for that era. I think Paul really put together some really good rock songs that fit into that era of hard rock. I think it's, it, but it, it again, kiss fans, it's going to be, you're going to be very, it's going to be very hard for them to not vote for the nostalgia, which is Gene Simmons, which is, which is why the elder beat all systems go. Nobody, <laughs> of course, who has. Nobody who has good hearing is going to tell you that the elder is better than all systems. Well,
3: and, and you know what the elder has that all systems go doesn't is the kiss logo in the top left hand of the record, <laughs> you know, and that's what gene has. Cause I mean, exactly. I was, you know, you watch back. I remember when live to win first came out, I, I wasn't really down with it at start because it wasn't Paul Stanley, 1978, yep. but then the more I listened to it. And then when you watch one live kiss and hear some of the songs from that, I mean, there's some great songs in there. I mean, live to win is just a fucking great tune. Yep, it really absolutely. is. You know, yep. Bulletproof is awesome. And so um, I understand why Gene won, but like you said, there's no way it's a better record. No, no.
2: Yeah, just to break the down the rest of that, Love Gun versus MTV, 69 to 31. I can't believe it put a beating on it. Me neither. That's ridiculous. That's, yeah.
1: That was a coin flip for me, and Love Gun's my album. But to, I thought... It, it, I don't know. That's a that's a strange one. That's a real strange one, Chris.
3: And yeah. and I I had just I had that Love Gun versus MTV and then Love Gun lost, so yep. so it was MTV Alive 2 as my final four bracket <laughs> or final yeah. eight, I guess.
2: And then Alive 2 beat Harder than Hell 58-42. Love Gun versus Alive 2. 54.9 to
1: 45.1. Now that's the question we got. So we got one of our one of our Patreon members and our big big fan, and he actually celebrated a birthday yesterday on Tuesday, April 13th. What's Chris, his name? Vick-
3: Chris Vickery. Happy birthday, Chris Vickery. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah great guy,
1: great guy. Big fan of Kiss, big fan of the show. And his question is simply the question that we were gonna ask, but oh, he's oh asking- you gotta tell him what he does. Oh, he drives <laughs> He drives like barges up and down the Mississippi river and he takes
2: photos of it. He's like, this is what I'm doing while I'm listening to this podcast or this album. And he'll take photo
1: he'll, he'll, he'll take pictures of like the sunrise and the sunset and he'll be gone for like weeks at a time. Like just plowing (laughs) through podcasts. So big fan. So he's asking the question. I think a lot of people are asking, how does love gun Beat Alive Two. I actually thought Alive Two was going to go to the finals and maybe win for the simple reason as it's the best of Destroyer, Love Gun, Rock and Roll Over, and those original tracks with All American Man, Rocket Ride, Larger Than Life, and it lost to Love Gun. Mm-hmm. I- What do you think? How did that happen? I don't get that's the most shocking result, I think, of the entire tournament.
3: This is Chris's question? This is Chris's question, yes. Well, uh, well, let let me tell you about it from my side of the coin, because once again, so Alive 2 was the first Kiss record I got with makeup, and this is back in 84, 85, so it is part of my childhood. What really bugged me about it, and although I loved American Man and Rocket Ride, was I didn't like the fact that there was five studio songs. I never liked that, because... I was like, why couldn't they have found five other songs to put on there? Yes. And if they were, you could have, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't care if you put on deuce or strutter or cold gin. And then you find out all these other great songs that they had in the can of like, take me and hooligan and all this other stuff. So I, that kind of threw a monkey wrench in it for me. And that's why I always liked the live, better than I liked alive too. Cause the live was more legit to me. The drum solo was longer, like a real drum solo. The guitar solo was like a real drum solo or like a real guitar solo. You had that giant rap in the middle of a hundred thousand years, which is what <laughs> kiss was all about. So to me, I thought that alive too, was a, was a, was a great live record, but it was a little bit more packaged and processed than alive was. So having said that once again, You know, when I think of Love Gun and and those songs are just a little bit slower, just a little bit, you know, there's a a Got Love for Sale, which is kind of like, and there's, you know, Almost Human, which is fine, but it sounds more of like a a soundtrack for the incredible Hulk TV show, <laughs> you know? Uh, and of course it was, and then she kissed me as yes. on there. And it's like, are yeah. we still doing this shit with the fucking stupid <laughs> cover song and Dave Clark five glad all over on a live too. And so um, I don't know how love gun made it as far as it did, because like I said, for me, and maybe it's the bracketing, if yes. I was going to pick one kiss studio record that lives up to the songs live, It would be rock and roll over, and Love Gun is close, but it just doesn't quite do it for me the way that 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 rock and roll over does.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of comments, which is one of the things I love about this tournament is not just the voting, but people chiming in, being like, "Wow, the fuck is this song? Is this album losing? How is this one winning?" And people, everybody just kept saying how is love gun beaten alive too? It's got, and then she kissed me. It's yeah. got, And then she, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody kept saying that. And I was like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that was a shocking result for me.
2: <laughs> well, then you moved on to the final four and you got love gunning creatures. Do you want to move on to the other brackets? And then we'll get into the final four to the yeah, final. Yeah. Number? We'll save
1: the final four for like right, the wrap. So up. Yeah.
2: Start so, the next one, Tom.
1: So if you go to the bottom left, we go into the Vinnie Pontia bracket, another, Another strong bracket, I thought, depending on where you came in with Kiss, this is the bracket that had a live with the number one seed and rock and roll over with the two seed and then dressed to kill three, Dynasty four. Um, It was funny to me because one of the big early, one of the early matchups was um, that I thought was interesting was the the live compilation of you wanted the best versus Monster. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That shows you all you need to know right there, right? Now, me personally, I, I don't mind you wanted the best because it has, like you said, it has take me, but then everyone's like, yeah, but it's got that friggin' Jay Leno interview on. it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is that there? But I'm yeah.
3: like, dude,
1: I'm like, dude. I wouldn't ne- monster is
3: monsters. There was, n- I would, ne- I could never vote for monster over anything. That well, was, that the f- was well, the thing is though, man, once again, it's, it's a compilation record versus an actual album. And you're and, right. You're right. You know, to, uh, H- Hell or hallelujah. And, and what's the other one that I just discovered Back <laughs> so, to the Stone Age. No, it's Three.
0: another kind um, of good rock.
3: Down. No, I don't even remember. Um, I'll have to. I'll look it up afterwards. But at least, listen, it should not get out of the second round. But I, yeah. I felt that it. was Oh, I no think way. you like Shout Mercy. That's it. Show Mercy. Yeah, that's, a good that's, one. that's okay. But I mean, dude, one and a half songs out of twelve is not a, a respectable <laughs> tally. But still, I mean, it is a Kiss studio record. And once again, I think it's one of those things where they just don't like monster. So if yeah. it could be monster versus freaking you know, Eric singer project and Eric singer project probably would have won. Probably would have won. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's that
2: fucking hatred for Tommy.
3: <coughs> really? People, does it
2: still exists. I, I, I still it, think there it, are really, uh, it, do, it does that, exist. That yeah. Times, uh, or, you still get that. It's ridiculous. The people that are still have that, piss and
3: vinegar for the other two it really <laughs> is because he's a great player man the, 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 i saw he kiss three times off. on the end of the road tour right up to the front and he's flawless he's a great yep. player he he's a great singer and it's like get you guys it's people still bag on yannick garris because he's an iron maiden it's like get ready yannick garris it's like guys come on it's been 25 years i mean <laughs> get over <laughs> it <laughs> it's not, not going to change you only
2: want to yeah i know no, it's, it's not it, going to change no, they people just have that piss and vinegar all about
3: it. And, and once again the same thing for me um uh, is alive four over carnival of souls. That's another one where I'm like, really? We're taking the symphony over hate and master and slave and jungle? I mean, I don't buy that either. We'll get, we will definitely get to that when we get to the Bob Ezrin bracket. Wait, wait. Oh, oh the oh, one that broke my
2: heart on this bracket here
3: i'm sorry we're
1: in the vinnie poncia bracket no
2: it's okay it's okay go ahead ahead. tom the one
1: that (laughs) got me the peter chris solo album getting curb stomped by
2: freely's comet (laughs) yeah fucking ace people ace Ace cult yeah they knocked out a makeup album say what you want it's still a makeup album
3: and it says kiss in the corner like i said it's got the let me ask you this can you name three songs off the freely's comet record Rock Soldiers well, I was gonna into say, well, the night and uh, dolls. I like dolls. <laughs> dolls. Remember
0: dolls
2: come on. I love my dolls. Oh, yeah. my- <laughs> That's <awful>. <laughs> <laughs> all. I remember
3: I remember Rock Soldiers and uh, into the night was a video and I remember some song that says you got a backstage pass and a nice little ass and I was like I'm out <laughs> <laughs> Come out. i don't want to hear this again
2: rock soldiers is one of the most cringeworthy songs oh it's, it's terrible
3: it's so bad and that oh, was so bad so ace bad. in the devil and the ace in this deck oh god it's so, it's so terrible man and 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 wasn't that the lead-off single too yeah. uh, uh into uh, the night was but that's,
2: that okay. was, Okay, But he plays rock soldiers all the time And the ace cult goes nuts When oh, he plays so bad. Stops and everyone gets excited Because he's going to say And the devil will have to play without an ace
3: it, it doesn't is, even it,
2: fit. It's, it's,
3: it doesn't it's, even fit. And the it's, chorus is terrible, too. The chorus, the whole song is brutal. It's meandering. It's it's yeah. slow. And maybe Into the Night was the first song single, but that was the first thing I saw was Rock Soldiers. I remember thinking, this is what everyone's been waiting for. This is the brouhaha. Like, okay, so you see Ace Without His Makeup. Great. kind of looks like Vinnie Vincent, anyways. But other than that, this is what we've been waiting for. The only the coolest thing about it is the drummer for David Letterman was in the band. Yeah.
2: yeah, I remember. I remember like the Metal Edge and Circus. Like reading about my favorite band Kiss, Ace is coming out at the same time. I was so excited, and I'm like trying to like, I'm Run. trying oh. to like it. And, and, and the
3: other, the song that I was that I was talking about is called "We Got Your Rock."
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God. Yep. God. And I like in the Todd songs, the non Ace yeah. lead vocal songs actually better. They're actually kind of right in that hair metal kind of
3: yeah. genre Bre- breakout was uh yeah was on that right that's kind of the riff yeah. from car jam yes yeah, yep. yeah. Yes. yep you know it's one of those things when we were talking about second sighting earlier i think somebody that i know was involved with that record was saying that by that point in time that ace it might even been you guys ace didn't even show up and it was mostly todd howarth songs at that point and that's like same old shit ace comes yep. back a year and a half later, he doesn't show up. Someone else is playing guitar, someone else is singing. It's like, you think we don't know this? Like, come on, dude. You know, seriously.
2: Yeah, so it, one one it had th- that insane song on second sighting, yeah. yes. which, which yep. was basically uh all night. And even the video was the <laughs> yeah. same Good with girl. the nurses shaking their asses and shit. It was the same. Yeah.
3: With their backstage passes.
2: <laughs> so one one of the one of the
1: first callback. One of the first round matchups that had people coming out of the woodwork. And I, I, again, another cult was the animalized versus badlands. There were people, there were people commenting saying there is no planet where Animalize is better than badlands. This is the kiss fans coming out in full swarm voting for animalized. If you listen to badlands, it's one of the most underrated albums of the eighties and blah, blah, blah. And I, I wasn't going to really disagree with them. I mean, I love Animalize. badlands is a great album. But for a Kiss tournament that's catered towards Kiss fans, Badlands had no shot. And I know you love
3: Animalize, Chris. But I mean, what's the connection? It, look at the title on the bracket Kiss Album Madness. It, exactly. So exactly. why? Okay, I understand Badlands is in there because Eric Singer played yeah, on it. But, and that's it. That's you know, the connection. The, the Kiss fans coming out in droves. Well, fuck yeah. I voted Animalize. Nine and a half, ten 10 out of 10, I would give 0% to Badlands because yep. if it was a Badlands album, madness, or a really killer album from the eighties album madness, then it'd be a different story. But if you like Badlands so much and what if Badlands makes it to the finals and suddenly the best kiss album of all time is Badlands. It doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. <laughs> no, but you're right. You make a great, you make a
1: great point. And the reason we put a lot of these albums in was just to kind of represent and have people talk
3: about no, it. We, no, we were, that's, that, that, that's the that's the that's your noble side. The reason why you put these right. albums in was to create sixty four fucking brackets. Exactly. That's why you did. yeah because and when I in the original you
2: we were like going back and forth. I'm like, okay, let's do compilations. That way we would have sixty four. I'm like, I don't want to fucking people look up. Yeah. Oh, what is this greatest hits? Oh, what track is like? So we're like, okay, let's do solo ones. And even with solos, we didn't have enough. Right. So we had it in
3: a couple compilations and live albums, and then that's how we we basically. Yeah, no, you, you guys did a great job, and like you said, if you go up to to uh, Millennium Concert versus Trouble Walking, I mean Trouble Walking won that one. So some solo records did win, they you know, uh, uh, that were uh, you know Kiss related, yeah. so to yeah. speak. Yeah, I, th- I think
1: I think in that in that Vinnie Ponte break, I think for me, one of the most, and I think a lot of people had a had a good time with this matchup was I, I know Zeus hates Unmasked. But when when in the second round, when Unmasked went up against Dynasty, now Dynasty won, but a lot of people love those
2: pop yeah. disco albums.
1: Um, that, that's
3: a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good battle there for sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: that that was kind of done on purpose to see where Dynasty and Unmasked. What, was the, what was the
3: final tally on that one, Zeus? Uh, oh shit! You're gonna make me look it up. No, I'll pull, get to pull, it. No, pull I'll it up. get to well, it. Well, we'll we'll look look at, it my other. point is when you're looking at both those records, like they're both kind of in the same boat as far as whether they were critically acclaimed or not and both of them well obviously Dynasty has two big hits if you talk about uh, sure Know something where Unmasked really doesn't have any right but his overall records Unmasked isn't that far behind if you go from track one to track none it's not that far behind Dynasty it's probably six to four I'd say maybe yeah classic album clash but (laughs) hey possibility
2: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) you know what I want to get your opinion on something though I, I know everyone laughed at us like the album hasn't even come out yet. We did put Soul Station in. <laughs> have you had a chance to listen to it? What are your thoughts on Paul Stanley Soul Station?
3: Um, I appreciate Paul for doing it. I think it's really cool that he did it. And um I listened to a couple songs, but I'm not really a soul type guy. But um, like I said, I mean I I have no issues with him doing it. I'm glad he did something uh in the pandemic, and you know, it's a broken record. I wish they would do the same thing with some new kiss tunes, but if they don't have the motivation, then they don't don't have the motivation. So yeah. Yeah. By the way,
2: 69 to 31. Okay.
3: Wow. Okay. Okay.
2: And then another
1: one that I thought would be close. And again, I off the top of my head, I don't have the stats here. I'm not the stat guy today, unfortunately, but dress to kill rock and roll over to me. That comes down to like you say, Chris, where you came in with kiss, Mm -hmm. Or what, what sound do you gravitate towards? Because obviously Rock and Roll Over, raw, much more hard rock and yeah, dress to kill, a little bit more slick and polished. Two different albums, but two classics. Um, I know Rock and Roll Over advanced with that one. Um, it sounds like 66 you.
2: 66 to 34.
3: Yeah, for Rock and Roll Over. Yep. Wow. You know what I'll say about that? I, I guarantee one of the reasons why it did so is there's a lot of great songs on dress to Kill, but there is um rock and roll all night, the original version, and I can't think about dress to Kill without thinking about that and just how how bad rock and roll all night is not on alive and I think there's none there's no songs on rock and roll over that are like that. like all the songs of rock and roll over played live are pretty much. The same, like the mm-hmm. pretty much the same tempo. If you look at it, like I want you, calling Doctor Love, Hard Luck Woman, making love, ladies' room. They all pretty much sound the same. It's the one kiss record in the studio where the songs didn't have to be raised in tempo mm-hmm. or rearranged live for them to work. Good call. So, you know, and then Definitely. you throw in Take Me and you throw in See Your Dreams and Mr. Speed, Baby Driver. I mean, that album's a, pretty much a perfect record. I mean, Love Him and Leave Him is a little bit standard. But the rest of it, it's hard to find a song that's not great on that one.
1: Yeah, I think that's why you find a lot of people universally throwing that out there as maybe their favorite or one of the best because it's probably the it's probably the top to bottom yes strongest.
2: You know, I there's, agree. Really no. No, it, there's really no
1: there's really yeah. no throwaway per se. I agree. There's
2: there's no hatred to a song on there. No. So whereas Good Great point. Expectations gets it, the crap that. on Destroyer, on Love Gun, you got Then She Kissed Me, Anything for My Baby on Dress to Kill. Where's the hate? I don't like um, "See You in Your Dreams." I don't like it, but I don't hate it. Right. There's no animosity. I'm just like it's not. I'm just not into that song. Right. Um, it's still better than Gene's fucking solo album
3: version. <laughs> that's another. Well, "See You in Your Dreams." That's got this feel. You in yes. your dream. That's great with the saxophones uh, it's and shit. Just, <laughs> I love that the, tune. Saxophone. I think that's the Gene version. Yeah, the oh, Gene yeah, version. That's right. Yeah, because he redid it on his solo record. Didn't yes. He? Yes. Yeah, and he has gotcha. Gotcha. Peg gotcha. Bundy in them uh, doing the yeah.
2: background vocals.
3: Yep. Peg yep. Bundy and 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 Rover and uh <laughs> Jackie Coogan and uh, <laughs> George know. Reeves and <laughs> <laughs> everybody else. <Helen> Ready? <laughs> yeah. Helen, <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, one of the matchups. This is the one I was hoping because look, I'll just get it out there. I know everybody's praising Alive. I like Alive. I don't love it. It's not even my favorite live album by Kiss. Oh wow. But I think that might be because I prefer, you know, Destroyer Rock and Roll over Love Gun, and that that that. So you like
3: Alive too better than
1: Alive? Yes, I do. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but I love. I mean, I love Alive. I respect Alive. I actually thought Rock and Roll Over was the only album that could beat out Alive, which is kind of why we put them in that bracket together to try to make those challenging. But I, I,
2: it didn't happen. Remind me to get back to that thought, Tom. What you just said.
3: Okay. And i mean it's, if love if love gun could beat alive too i could totally see rock and roll over beating alive for sure yep well i could tell you this part though
2: once i saw alive beat the bag out of rock and roll over 64 to 35 oh god yeah i i like, yeah. i was like this nothing's gonna stop alive yeah, yep. yeah, yeah if it was closer then i'd be like okay but at 65 uh, 64.7 to 35.3 i was like there's no way nothing's going to beat alive No, that's
1: that they were making a run like Duke in the nineties. Like they were just destroying everybody in their path. Like that, they didn't even have, they they had no close matchups and we'll get to that when we get to the final four, every, every matchup for a live, just absolutely just bludgeoned their opponent, which I get it. It's alive! It's the it, it, it's the iconic, definitive we, Kiss we album.
2: We got to do our typical Kiss uh, fan voice. Oh yeah, alive! That's the greatest. <laughs> you are an idiot if you don't like Alive. It's the only <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> so that so then we so any other Chris any other thoughts? or Zeus any any other thoughts on no, Vinny no, Poncia? Let's what go happened to, there? Let's go to Ezrin. Okay, so Bob Ezrin, top left, uh, Destroyer, number one seed, Kiss debut, number two seed. Then we threw Paul Stanley's 78 solo number three. We almost made that two. Remember? Yep.
2: Like, nah, they people will get pissed if we make that three.
1: Yep. I mean two. Excuse me.
3: Yep. Chris, where are you on? What's going on with this bracket in terms yeah, of speeding it, it, or it's interesting because once again, um when I'm looking through it and seeing, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Carnival of Souls losing to Alive four, I think is, is, is pretty ridiculous. You know, that was bad. Um But other than that, kind of looking through, it's pretty standard for the first round. Yeah. You know, I pretty much would have picked all those ones. Just When we get to the second round where I have a lot of issues, once again, Kiss versus Trouble Walking, in no way, shape, or form should Kiss beat Trouble Walking because, you know, that's still the crux of their live set. But that album, if you put that album on, it's not the live versions. I find it very boring, very early 70s um it's like listening to the first anthrax record where it's okay but there's really nothing there so when you tell me that kiss beats paul stanley 78 i disagree times a thousand cuz i think paul's record is one of the top 4 kiss records of all time i think it even made it to my final 4 uh if if i if i recall correctly uh, and that's where I'm like, you're just voting for the Kiss record because it's Kiss and not the Paul Stanley solo. But the two records don't even stand side by side. Paul throws it away to seventy Kiss. That's, yeah, come on, over Paul, over Paul Stanley. Now, mind yeah. you,
2: I that's put ridiculous. it over because we reviewed both these albums. I put Paul Stanley, and that's the one I got shit on the most. When I put Paul Stanley's, our, our, I think it was the second after Rock and Roll Over ahead of the debut and i got so much shit for it i should have realized this is gonna happen
3: yeah no and and i agree and like i said i think there's certain things you're talking about we mentioned the cults i think the first kiss record has the cult of people behind it you know once again i don't even know if charlie would take kiss over Paul Stanley, but that kiss record is good. But I just think black diamond and just how, you know, if you remember if it was like uh uncensored or something, where they talk about the, the, the band bottoming out and kiss. Yeah, uh, exactly. and all mm-hmm. and doped up where they're playing that. Bow, <laughs> bow. That's what I feel listening to this whole album. It's just fucking boring. And alive is so exciting and energetic. You'll never Hear me listening to Kiss probably ever again because all those great songs that I want to hear are on Alive, anyways, and bumped up, you know, thirty BPMs each to where they're just much more exciting and energetic.
1: Yeah, see, so it's it's your analysis of these albums is is not, if everybody did what you what you're talking about, then you would have had completely different results because a lot of people and I and I get it, it's yes. Kiss. There's probably very few bands that have a, as passionate a fan base as Kiss. Right. Okay, so people are lo- are a lot of times voting on the nostalgia. Oh, first album yes. that the, the the makeup on that album it's it looks different. Look at Peter. Oh, it's the first time I heard Firehouse and Cold Gin. Okay, that's great, and I give you credit for that, and you, and that's your right to vote for who you want to vote for. But Paul Stanley, seventy eight, is. I mean, it's a better album. It's classic.
3: I mean, it you is. Know, it's, it's a, a great it, album. It's yep. a bona fide 70s rock and roll classic. Yep. And, you know, once again, along the same lines, I'm actually really surprised that Asylum beat Double Platinum for that exact same reason. Because it's Double Platinum, you know, it's yep. got all the hits on it. Meanwhile, it's all the hits and I don't want to say boring, but you guys know what I'm saying. Everybody's yeah, Everybody's yeah. saying the energy is not there that you find on Alive and alive too, with those exact same songs. Whereas a- a- asylum has nothing but energy. And whether you like that era of kiss or not, it's original, it's energetic. It's, it's exactly what was going on in the times. And it's a great written record. So I'm glad to see that asylum beat double platinum uh, as it should have handily. I yeah, think that, that might go that ahead. Jesus, sorry.
2: That we have our our buddy Sonny Pooney. I don't know if you know him. What a piece <laughs> of shit, he is. Yeah, um, he has about five hundred burner accounts, and uh, he goes <laughs> out on boats. Hey, and that's how I just,
3: came out on top. I, I, you know, I'm always what's best for business, and I actually invited Sonny Pooney to come on talk as Jericho. And you guys, uh, he said he snubbed me. Said he was out of town and didn't want to do the show. Oh, so, Jesus or something Christ. like that you said here something we... like that i can't remember exactly what it was Asylum. i just I, I demanded he be here at a certain time he said he had other plans i'm like other plans break them <laughs> it's your daughter's uh high school you know dance break it here we it's go jericho calling you here it's like freaking batman calling you on the on the hotline you better get over here sonny poony
0: <laughs>
3: here we go
2: you've been Fucking warned poony you I take
3: understand. I take these clips and I have a field day with them anytime his yeah, name and the, and the worst part is didn't you say his brother was like Jerry Pooney or like Robbie <laughs> <Probably> like <laughs> Danny? Every Danny. idiot in his family has a EY at the end. Sunny Pooney, Danny Pooney, Johnny Pooney, <laughs> Jerry Pooney, Sally Pooney. He's <laughs> <Jeez>
2: Louise, man. <laughs> um, you will see Sonny Pooney and Danny Pooney are our cabin mates on the Kiss Cruise. That's right. You're gonna get
1: Before to meet all. You're gonna get. You're gonna get to meet all of us. So
2: get you ready know for what that. I just started. I only had Danny coming with me, and then we had you on with with Bru- uh, with Bruce, and then Tommy's like, "Fuck, I think I want to go." I'm like, "I gotta, oh,
1: go. I gotta go." I'm and
2: in. Then he jumps in, and then Sonny jumps in.
3: Well, you know, every every few years you hear of a cruise where someone just goes missing. And they, fi- they thought that they got too drunk and <laughs> fell overboard. Well, if you see me feeding the Poony Brothers shots of straight tequila one night at about 4 a.m., don't ask any questions. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: nice.
3: <laughs> Be perfect. Yeah, oh. To get back, oh. Asylum 52, double
2: platinum. Wow. 40. Now, now, Chris, that's the... now. That, it's funny because
1: that's the rare matchup where it kind of is the reverse of what I just said. That's the rare matchup where I think people were voting not with nostalgia and voting yeah. on the quality of the record because I love double platinum. Cause it, it was, it, I got that. I actually, I still have my original 1978 gatefold, copy of, and the, the, the gatefold. I loved it. But Asylum and people love Asylum, and I, I, I'm one of them. I, I, I'm sure you yeah. do too. I know Zeus loves it. I'm sure you do too, Chris. So that was I was happy in a way to see that a, a, a
3: non-makeup studio album advanced. Well, and that's exactly what I just said. You yeah. know, is 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 it kind of does break the mold of guys and girls just falling into 70s Kiss beats all Kiss yep. and actually paying attention to the to the records themselves because Asylum is one of the best 80s Kiss records. You yeah. know, in a lot of ways, it is it is the best. If you're talking just from that kind of Bon Jovi, Desmond Child type era, because Revenge is not that. So right. Um, yep. but, and once again, just to make another mention, now that we're in the right bracket here of Alive 4 beating Carnival of Souls, Terrible. that goes back to what we're saying on just they're just voting for Alive. There's no way. I mean, Carnival of Souls is it a classic Kiss record? No, but there's four or five great songs on it that definitely should have beat just a rehash with the uh, you know Sydney Australia Symphony involved.
1: Well, we got a lot of comments on that, and I think that I, I kind of liken that one to, uh, you know, maybe a political election where maybe you're not necessarily voting for the person you want, but you're voting against. Yes, exactly. People, yeah, people exactly. Hate, people hate Carnival of Souls, so I don't. I, I find it hard to believe that that many people like Alive Four. I think that was an anti-Carnival hole right there which is ridiculous in my book but anyways
3: no and once again like like i said what do you hate about carnival like if you like heavy metal um you know there's some great riffs if you like unholy i guarantee you like hate and if if you're listening to this going i've never heard hate i just heard that carnival souls was a grunge record it's not a grunge record it's it's, it's it fits in exactly what was going on at the time but it's also still kiss so mm-hmm. go check out hate and go check out master and slave and listen to rain and jungle I guarantee you'll like the tunes. Now, all the tunes aren't good, but those ones are very good. So at, le- at least worthy of an original record getting past a, a rehashed live album with the exact same songs as the last three, just with a symphony added. And if mm-hmm. you like that, that's your, that's fine too. But to me, it's Kiss album madness, and Carnival has enough songs to stand on its own. Yeah, we're all fans of Carnival. Here, here's the thing. We have a bunch of group of podcaster friends.
2: We're on this text exchange all they do every once in a while Their go-to joke is ah, Grunge it's better than fucking grunge And they are A very loud majority Of this hard rock 80s Type of fan that just fucking Hate grunge and they Associate right or wrong Yeah wrong yeah with Carnival Souls is grunge so they're like Oh kisses yeah, ripping off know,
3: that fucking Album is good you, know, you, know, you, you, never you find a- That though listen there there's certain fans that, <coughs> Like we mentioned Iron Maiden earlier uh, some I did an interview that day where someone said, what's the most underrated Iron Maiden record? And I said, the X factor it's the first record with blaze Bailey. It's very dark. Uh, if you're in the mood to listen to pink Floyd, you might listen to the X factor point is to me. I like all eras of iron maiden as much as I like all eras of kiss. Obviously there's ones that I like better than others. I like all eras of the Beatles too, but that's the sign of l- longevity and diversity. And when I'm a fan of the band, I don't, I don't just discount a record because, oh, that's the grunge record. Or that's that that 80s glam rock sucks. It's still Kiss. It's still Paul and Gene and their hooks and their style always shines through mm-hmm. no matter what, you know, era it is. So to me, I don't see it as a grunge record. I see it as as, as kind of what was going on at the time and, and they, they gave it a shot and some of it's great and some of it's not. But we said the same thing about Love Gun a few minutes ago, and about yep. Hotter Than Hell a few minutes ago as well. So,
2: yep. two points I want to make though: Are you a fan of Rainbow? Yeah, I'm not a diehard. I, hard I fan. love, I love all three. Areas. There you go. And and that's the problem. Oh, Joey Lynn Turner shit sucks. Oh, the deal shit sucks. You you can't be right in the middle. I like them all. It's almost like three <clears> different <throat> bands. It works. Yep.
3: Hey, dude, yep. it's the same thing when Van Halen passed away and, oh, yeah. and, and they asked me to do a Van Halen sh- show for the Van Halen channel. I put two of the Gary Sharon songs on it. You know why? Because it's still Edward Van Halen on guitar. Yep. I don't care if you like it or if you've never heard it. It's the same fucking guy with the, with a new singer. It's still Richie Blackmore uh, yep. who asked Joel and Turner, get me on the radio. If exactly. you don't like that era. Don't blame Joel and Turner blame <laughs> Richie Blackmore. He's the one who asked for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and by you the way, to appreciate it
2: to, le- to end 52 to 48. That's what carnival lost.
3: Yeah,
1: okay. That's re- well,
3: that's, that's, well it's close though. So at least it wasn't a blow away. That no. makes me feel a little bit better. No.
1: And then you get, and then the next matchups, then you got destroyer asylum. You knew what was going to happen there. I thought Paul Stanley 78 versus kiss would be a little close. I figured kiss would win and it did. Um, 70 30 yeah that's too much that's That's crazy
3: crazy. that's crazy you know and once again i'm looking at my last four paul made it out of that bracket so it was paul versus alive and mt versus mtv versus revenge on the other side um i think once again destroyer is a great record but i think it's more critically acclaimed because it's destroyer the iconic cover Everyone talks about how Destroyer is their best. This and the other thing. it's not their best. I it's mean, it's not once again, it's got a lot of great uh, songs that are a lot better live. Um, if I hear Shout Out Love Studio ever again with that terrible <laughs> wedding bells and piano in there, I'll shoot <laughs> myself. But it was very, you know, legendary and monumental for the time. But I think those songs played live now, and there's so many of them. You know, are way better alive. Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, God of Thunder, shout it out loud. You know, Beth is is pretty shitty too, you know. But but it's it's a good record, but I still think that there's a lot of uh argument to how Asylum could beat Destroyer for sure. And definitely yeah. how Paul Stanley 78 could.
2: Oh no, yeah, there's no better and I'm in the kiss. We actually did an episode on this three songs in a row. I think it's probably the best that I can think of, my favorite at least for me. Best three in a row to open an album. Troy Rock City, King of Nighttime World and God of Thunder. All of them. And I don't wrong. think any
1: and I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. I think when people get into Destroyer being not a lot of people like the production, you know, like with Do You Love Me? It's got the bells, the calliope mm-hmm. shit going on. You know, then then the, you know, there's some there's some filler in there. Like sweet real- Pain. Sweet Tom. pain and flaming youth and great expectations. Those are bad songs. But Paul really, really, really wants to know if you love him. Exactly, and I'll <laughs> give him that because I love that song. But I, I think I, I think that I think the problem with Destroyer, unlike Rock and Roll Over, it Destroyer is a top heavy album. It's not an even album, and that to me that you can't you. Your best album can't be an uneven album. No,
3: and once again, you're going off just the reputation of Destroyer and the legendary status of Destroyer. But for right. example, when they took Crazy Nights out of the set on the end of the road tour and put in Do You Love Me, I was I was let down. I was like, ah, oh, really? Yeah. Do we really okay. want to hear that again? And it's cool, but it, I think Do You Love Me, the first 20 seconds is the best part of the song. Oh, but, totally. You know, once again, if you're going to pick Destroyer to go all the way, I'm not going to, no pun intended, I'm not gonna uh, uh, demean it because it is a legendary album in the Kiss pantheon for sure, mm-hmm. um, and it's probably more the hardcore fans like us that would argue for Paul Stanley. Whereas yep. the most people that are on here would go, oh, "Don't even fucking talk to me." It's Destroyer. It's great. Let's move on. Agreed.
2: Yeah. So the the last thing I want to bring up is Destroyer versus debut. Destroyer sixty five point three, debut thirty four point seven. Not wow. even close. Whew. That's unfair. How much was it? 65, 65 35, to three to 34.7. Gotcha. Yeah. So not even that close. We no. did this now on purpose. Cause we thought of it this way. Let's have destroyer. Cause we knew that was going to happen. Destroyer to face alive. Therefore that you have at least two championships that you got them to go. The big beasts to go up against each other. Mm-hmm. We didn't want it to, to by any chance that they don't match up. So we definitely wanted Destroy and Alive to be on the same side, just in case something happened. And, you know, you got that on the left, on the right, you got Love Gun versus Creatures. Is a big difference <laughs> in, in those <laughs> four.
1: <laughs> there, there, there is. I mean, I I was happy with the final four because I I like lo- I like Love Gun, you know, creatures. I like. I I thought it was interesting. But Zeus, you 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 said it exactly. We purposely arranged the bracket so that the championship would not be alive live destroy because that's way too predictable. Yeah. So w- we 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 right. satisfied every kiss fan where they 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 were allowed to go up against each other, but then have something kind of unique on the right side of the bracket, which we ended up having, which was good. I whether or not people alive
2: too. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what we yeah. thought. It was going to be yeah. a live versus a live, too. But yeah,
1: but I also think it's good, too, that with all the compilations that we put in here, with all the live albums we put in here, the final four ended up with three three studio albums and one live. So, I mean, at least that, that's yeah. That,
3: and, that, and like right. I said, that live record is, is more than just a live record. That exactly. is to me, it, it, it you know, that, that is to me the, the ultimate Kiss record, um, the quintessential Kiss album. And for me, I had it up against Revenge, which is perfect for me as well because revenge is my favorite kiss studio record and alive is my favorite record overall so um like you guys said you 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 bracketed it perfectly uh even for me in that revenge made it all the way uh to to the end and and once again what i was saying to you before tom with alive Two, it's another reason why i don't think it was going to be alive versus alive Two, because i think there's a lot of people like me that just Not that we were bothered by the fact that there was a studio side, but that to me is not a real live record because it shows Mm -hmm. you there's not enough good material to fill it out. I always hated when bands did that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. That's a kind of a thing too. OCD. I don't, I don't like, you know, five songs in there. Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? Like, like once again, like the kiss, I mean, dude, the packaging for alive 2 blows it away there's nothing yeah, right. better there's 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 a there's a similar one opening alive 2 that gatefold which yeah. once again kids these days will never experience that that fucking picture where paul later said they just lit off every like, there's no point yeah. in the show where that happens <laughs> They just lit right. off every fucking bomb and everything that is the only one that's akin to it is iron maiden live after death. When you open yeah. that one mm. and Eddie giant Eddie with the this, this flame shooting out of his eyes as Steve yeah. Harris is jumping off the riser. Like those are live records to me. And the fact that Kiss had those five studio songs with another cover and rock in the USA, which is a very annoying song. Three out of the five are great. <laughs> yes. But I'm like, couldn't you have just recorded these live and made them new songs or added some crowd noise in the back and said, you know, we're going to play a bonus song for you yeah. or something like <laughs> yeah. fuck that. They could have easily done that. But so I think that's always been a little bit of a sticking point to me as to why Love Gun or as why Alive 2 isn't better than Alive. They're both great records though.
1: I see that, but my flip side argument to that is you get the best of both worlds. You got a great live album and then you then they threw in they threw in a little bonus. They gave you some original tracks, which I see you I see your point. It's not a full live album, but to me, I look
3: at it as a little special gift that they gave and and, and once again i i totally agree with it i think it's a great record i just think maybe that's why i didn't make it further i'll tell you what uh i I played drums on hollywood game night with hosts jane lynch jane lynch you know that chick oh yeah 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 they're like oh well we want you to do something in between the games can you go play with the band in between so i played with the band we went to break we came back from break i was on drums and at the end of it when i did the big cymbal crash i went
2: peter chris on the drums
3: (laughs) And she was like, yeah. what? I was like, don't no. worry about it. <laughs> you must have had about uh about five drops
2: of kiss references in the Stone Cold interview. <laughs> I sat up last night, I watched it two hours. I'm like, oh to bed around 11. Like one o'clock, I finished the damn thing. I'm like, I should have fucking counted and told them. But that's just how I that. I can't even I think of any. Oh, yeah. I know. Anytime I watch AEW, all of a sudden you'd be like, Oh, she went from Gene Simmons to Ace Fraley. I mean, yeah, I catch yeah, them yeah. all the time. And I love that that that
3: inside fucking That's just how I talk at this point.
2: (laughs) Um, One thing I want to ask you then. So this is kind of, for me, it's an interesting question. So, Tom and Chris, double platinum, do you like that style of a greatest hits? Or do you like smashes, thrashes, and hits? (laughs) Greatest hits and two new songs.
1: Okay, so I thought you
3: were going to ask me about, Chris, you go first. Um, Yeah, it's weird because, like... Uh, I, I I usually don't like the new songs because they're usually kind of wasted. But I mean, Smash just thrashes and hits has one of my all time favorite Kiss songs on it in X and Sex. I think it's yeah. it's one it's it's top ten for me from that era. And obviously they put some time into it with Desmond writing with Paul and the and the two videos. So um, I I have never listened to that album it's in in its entirety to be honest with you, other than when I first bought it. But mm-hmm. I have listened to those two songs, and most specifically, X and Sex, probably 5,000 times. So in that case, it worked. Most of the time, it doesn't because the songs are just throwaways, and you don't really remember them or really hear about them ever again.
2: Yeah. So you prefer a greatest hits album? In, if you could. Now, yes. we know you like Lex, X and Sex, but if you could, a
3: greatest hits album. Just yes. put two extra songs. Don't put new material. We, well, yeah, because a greatest hits record is your greatest hits, and a new song is not a hit, so it doesn't work. So, what did you, what did you think?
1: So, for me, and I've made this, a mil- I've said this a million times. I love Strutter seventy eight on double platinum. What okay. do you think about What do you think about them taking a song and and remixing it for the gr- now? Smashes, thrashes, and hits is fucking horrific. That <laughs> – <laughs> the, the the remixing and re recording of that compilation is a total disaster. I can't so bad. stand it. It's so bad.
3: But like I the, thought the, the, I, the, the, the audacity, and God bless them, but to have Eric Carr sing Beth, it's like, oh, it's just terrible. It's a terrible idea.
1: Um, yeah, it's. See, maybe. Go ahead. Has
3: done that quite a few times, and Halloween has done that. They had Prowler 88. They had, I think, Charlotte the Harlot 88. Halloween had Starlight and Victim of Fate but they did it with the new singer. So to me, it's like, it's, it's the old song upgraded with the new singer, which is cool. Strutter yep. 78. Um, I'm not even really sure what the difference to it is.
1: Listen to the back to back strutter. Yeah. 78 has a little disco
3: shuffle to it. It had, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember, but it's really like, you know, whatever. So, uh- yeah, well, I'll I'll tell you one thing that's interesting. <laughs> I like it. It's what like Bon Jovi
2: did on Crossroads. Well, they still put Living on a Prayer there, but then they did a new updated version said Living on a Prayer 97. So you still get it because I would be yeah. pissed if I oh, bought a yeah. box movie album oh, and it's yeah. hits and living
3: on a prayer is not the version everyone knows. There's a guy in Kim, uh, there's a guy in Canada, his name is Kim Mitchell. And he's a Canadian. Like, he's like the George Thurgood of Canada. Like he's got twenty hit songs. Yeah. Every freaking you know May long weekend, if there's some huge bash, you know, at the lake, Kim Mitchell's headlining, whatever. And he had a greatest hits where his two biggest songs are "Patio Lanterns" and "Lager and Ale." And he re-recorded <laughs> them into the different ranges. I'm like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever heard in my life. This is <laughs> this is pre iTunes, so you buy it to have the greatest hits like, my two favorite hits are fucking changed why would you do that i hate this greatest hits um they smash do it on the
1: floor <laughs> and and, and, I, and i and i don't know what version of the album it is but white snake did that they re-recorded here i go again with additional oh, yeah. keyboards, which is like five versions
3: of this yeah def yeah,
1: Leppard yeah. did it with bring it on the heartbreak where they added like some kind of enhancements and
3: it's just uh, terrible it's your greatest hits don't that is, I mean <laughs> fast times. Richmond, Richmond High, High force. Don't fuck with it. <laughs> exactly. They're your hits. That's why they're hits. Just give yep. me greatest hits. Yep. All right, let's get
2: us back on track. So we're at the final four. You got Destroyer versus Alive, Love Gun versus Creatures, and obviously becomes Alive versus Love Gun. Um, now, Alive beat Destroyer fifty six point three to get to the finals. Hmm. Love Gun beat Creatures 62.2. That was shocking to me. 8. Mm. Beat it bad. That was shocking
1: to me because I thought the Creatures cult would be stronger. But
2: (laughs) it's original makeup versus. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So now you get to to the final Alive versus Love Gun. Obviously, Alive wins. 62.6 to 37.4. Be Which dumb. my point is, Destroyer would have put up a better fight, and it
1: did. No. Oh no doubt, D- D- Destroyer. You say you're saying yeah. Destroyer put up a better fight against Alive, or yes? Okay, yes. Okay.
2: okay, yeah.
3: Well, yeah. <clears throat> um, once again, you know, you're talking about the legend of Destroyer, and I think almost maybe because this bracket was set the way it was, that there was probably a lot of people, you know, like Eddie Murphy voting for Jesse Jackson. He fucking won. <laughs> yeah. To where when when love gun got to that point, they're like, okay, the the joke's over. Like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way.
2: I just Um, voted for Jesse Jackson.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think that love gun did a great job and had creatures been put in there. I think it would have been the same. They're both at this point, you know, very critically acclaimed studio records that have some great tunes that are still played live. A couple filler songs, But when you come up against Alive, I can't think of a better KISS record. Like I said, I I think when I was probably 23 or 24 years old living in Mexico, I made a list of my top 100 all-time records, and I wrote descriptions for each because I was super bored living there. And Alive was my number one record of all time. Is it still to this point? I'm not sure, but it would definitely be top 5 still listen to it from song one, from, from, from Deuce all the way through to Let Me Go Rock and Roll they still play 50% of the record live. Uh, the energy's there. It made kiss into what they are today. So I can't really put anything up against it as far as what would be a better representation of what kiss is in 1975 and in 2021.
2: Did you ever have a time where
3: kiss came, like fell out for you? (laughs) No, it really didn't because I was always really, uh, influenced by Paul Stanley. So, Mm. Paul was always good, right? If I was a big, big Gene fan, like I know Frank from Fozzie loved kiss all around the board, but Gene was his favorite. When Gene kind of turned into mod as we make jokes and all that sort of stuff, he couldn't take it. Whereas Paul was Paul. He he never changed. He was always great. So they never really fell out of favor until, to be honest with you, when the, when they put the makeup back on and the whole mania of, of the, of the reunion tour kind of subsided, I was kind of like, well, where do they go now? And they're going to go right back to where they were. It's going to be, you know, they're going to start arguing and, you know, someone's going to quit and someone's going to get drunk. And that's basically what happened. So kiss creatively kind of fell out with me when they, when they reunited, but I still would go see them live. But, but the kind of, uh, this is my favorite band now kind of ended then they're probably still my overall favorite band besides the Beatles, Mm -hmm. because I do nothing but talk about them and, yeah, listen to Kiss, yeah. but I know that Kiss from 2000 to 2020 is not the same Kiss that I that I got oh. into from, you know, 82 to, to, to 98, for example. But fans
2: keep Kiss going. Mm-hmm. It's like us to bring to the kids. So I'll tell you a quick story. I, as you know, I just picked up my daughter. Right. I'm running back here and in my car, I've got Deep Purple's first album on. I don't know if you know it, but on there is a cover version of of um help of the Beatles right and I'm driving here and my daughter goes this isn't the Beatles oh. what the hell did she pick that up I
0: don't <laughs>
2: the I don't play the Beatles but my 12 year old knows it mm-hmm. right that's the difference like we oh, know yeah about it like the Beatles still is, and I bet she picked it up because she does music, violin, uh, not violin, of uh, saxophone and stuff. In music class, they still talk about the Beatles and stuff. They don't talk
3: about, hey, yeah. Uh, and
2: then Peter Chris was replaced by
3: Eric Carr. <laughs> they don't, but, but here, here's what I'll tell you. And I think I've told you this story before. When I took my son and his friend to see Kiss, I think it was 2014. Uh, so it was one of the, one of the tours. One, I don't even remember which one it was. And... They put us kind of in a really cool area, kind of where Paul flies to that platform and love guns. So we were right there. Uh, They had the kids put the confetti into the fans for rock and roll night. And they loved it. And they were saying, man, the Spaceman is the best guitar player. I love the Spaceman. There was no Tommy Thayer, Ace Fraley, Bruce Kulick arguing, Vinnie Vincent, Mark St. John. It was just that we love the Spaceman because he's cool. Mm -hmm. He shot flames off of his guitar now some people might go well it's not the real spaceman that's bullshit but for my kids at the time who were gosh i don't know 12 13 years old that was their spaceman and that's why kiss is eternal much like metallica or the stones or or all these beatles because they relate to every fan base and people don't really care the specifics about it they just know that the band is cool demon star child Catman, and space man are four distinct personalities which no other band in history has ever had with the exception of the beatles and that's something that can go on forever and that's why when they say that you know they can replace themselves and have a vegas residency i have no doubt in my mind that they will do that because they can because mm-hmm. yeah. as long as the guys can sing and play you put the makeup on it fits
1: yeah no you yeah. you nailed it you nailed it now before we let you go because we know time's getting tight here <clears throat> obviously we always appreciate your input on everything here. So just conversationally speaking, not saying that we're going to make a commitment to anything, but give us an idea. If you have one for a 2022 tournament.
3: Well, it's hard because you need 64. You could do 32. You so could we make were like an,
1: of this one. You, a you could do like, one. you could do an NIT tournament. I, I, of 32. I, I have,
3: I have two ideas that are kind of in the same vein. What idea do you have Zeus? Well, we were going to say the deep cuts.
2: Take whatever one in the top eight yeah. of each or the top t- 12, whatever the numbers work. get them out of both yeah. the polls. Because we did the makeup and then we did the non-makeup. Right. Yep.
3: And so if you take out the
2: top ones out, let's let the rest of them battle out.
3: That's a good yeah, idea. Take take out any, any, you could do like any song that they made a video of or any song that they play live is disqualified, any single. The other one that I had, you could probably do 64 for both, is best Paul Stanley song. And best Gene Simmons song. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only
2: thing is with that is, are you saying to put them in each side? Like Paul on the left, Gene
3: on the right? Either or. You could do 64 Paul. I mean, you know, if Paul sings it and it's, if it's a Gene and Paul compilation, but Paul sings it, it counts as a Paul song, shall we say? Interesting. Well, we could do the, all four of them.
2: We could do all in four the four members. brackets. Well, that's the well, four brackets. Well, I mean, we could do solo songs from Peter, Chris, and Ace,
3: and then just put them in. You could have just said, "Great idea, Chris. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll think about it." You always gotta, you gotta tell my good idea. You, you're gonna put Peter, Chris songs versus fucking Paul Stanley songs, and think there's any chance at all? It's gonna be here's the Peter, <laughs> Chris version: ESP, Badlands, Out of <laughs> Control, Soul <laughs> Station. You're wrong. Black Diamond. That's not yeah. Peter. Didn't write it.
2: Uh, we're not talking about
3: right. We're, talking oh, we're going back into vocal. this now.
2: Vo- it's <laughs> we're making our own rules. Yeah, <laughs> We like to have things. We like to change it up. you got to
3: read the fine print. Okay. All right. All right. Black Diamond. What it's else you got? All print Lyman. That's it. What else you got? Black uh, Diamond. What else you got? You matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Dirty living. Nothing to lose. Hooligans. Hooligans. Uh, I, yeah,
2: I didn't put that in there. Well, what do you got? You got five songs you can put in there. Oh, no, he you blew your a, own! You blew your own thing. Solo album. He's got enough tracks to make it work.
3: How many did he write? Are we saying the singing or writing? No, we're singing. We're talking about about singing. Wrote. He really didn't write. We're All right. You know what? I'm going to do the uh, the uh, Todd of Ponder podcast and me and, and sonny Pooney and georgie Pooney and Davey Pooney and all them freaking poonies are gonna do our own version paul stanley best song gene sin's best song and you guys aren't invited so what do you think about that well maybe tom will be invited but zeus you can sit at home and call in and if i got an open spot maybe i'll take your call
1: <laughs> see I, I this is what happens we can't ask chris his opinion because then whatever he says it becomes law because <clears throat> I I know I I know right now next March of 2022, guys, don't you remember last year? I told you Gene versus Paul. This isn't what I said. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's gonna happen. I'm not filling this out.
2: Fuck you. It's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be Gene versus Paul. Fuck off.
3: <laughs> well, I just gave you ideas for 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 the next two or three years. Chances are you won't be around that long anyways. So oh. if you- <laughs> Now we, have, now we have this
2: killing, uh, killing us, so maybe on the cruise. Oh, God, that's right. You get to hang out with us on the cruise.
3: Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh well, Chris, thank you, as
1: always, for taking the time. We appreciate the, these. Are, these are some of our most fun episodes, breaking out and analyzing this, so we, we appreciate it, buddy, very, very much. Thank you.
3: Always a blast, and uh, you guys are always very creative with all these things, so I look forward to seeing what you come up with next. Chris, thank you, buddy. You rock. Appreciate it.
2: And so there you have it. Uh that was our uh conversation with Chris. Uh tons of fun. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I look, we love having Jericho on all the time and and we thank him, you know, we know his time is valuable and for him to give us some time to talk about this is great. And there is nothing that I enjoy more than discussing and analyzing Kiss specifically, Kiss albums, because talk about Kiss songs is one thing. Kiss members, but Kiss albums, because those are the things that mean the most to Kiss fans—the albums and makeup, non-makeup, seventies, eighties, nineties. Way you came in on the Kiss elevator, you know, all that stuff, and just the different perspectives with the three of us talking. You know, why Chris thought this about a certain bracket or a certain album. It, it, it's just. That's why we do this. And that's why we're just we are so gracious to have him on to have another huge lifelong Kiss fan to kind of break it down and look at these matchups and what went right, what went wrong, what should have won, what didn't win. Nobody's gonna argue and be like, oh, I can't believe Alive won. That's ridiculous. No, I mean we we knew Alive was gonna win. For me, the part of the part of the ride, part of the fun was the ride getting to that championship matchup. Um, and it's just great fun talking about it I,
2: I love this stuff Chris gave uh, an interesting perspective I think there was a bunch of times In this conversation that we had Where everybody made a valid point About something, an observation Or something mm-hmm. you didn't think about But somebody else brought up You're like, wait And it's just, the discussion was Almost, um, well, it was very organic And, you know, oh, we, yeah. don't, we don't talk to Chris About, hey Let's talk about this, let's break it down like this And then let's talk about this And I've got these, it's just go We're on and we go And mm-hmm. it's nice to hear his perspective And your perspective Tom, and everyone's got a different look On certain albums And certain reasons why things Won out over another album And uh, I find it fascinating I always love the breakdown of Oh, getting inside the Kiss fan Mind Yep. You know, and why yep. things happen in the oh fucking ace, and uh, I mean, <laughs> yep, yep, and the rest of the stuff. Oh, alive, yeah, live number one, <laughs> yeah, you know yep. Yep. that stuff. And uh it, it was a a great time. I, you know, I was saying after we hung up, I'm like, I think that was like our best talk with him.
1: Yeah, it was Honestly. great. And one of my favorite parts about it was talking about two of my all time favorite Kiss albums was. The the question that Chris Vickery, you know, great great friend of the show got to ask Chris, what are your thoughts on how Love Gun beat Alive 2? Cuz like I said, I thought Alive 2 was going to cruise to the championship against Alive. You know, and he he had his perspective about, you know, how he he likes it but it doesn't match the bombast and the 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 craziness of Alive and cheated with some of those original songs and some of them are shitty, you know, rocking in the USA in any way you want it and Different perspectives, you know, and, and that's that's why that's what we want. That those are the kind of kiss discussions we like. You know, and we know Chris is a is an eighties kiss guy, you know, he loves Animalize and Crazy Nights and Asylum. His thoughts on some of those non-makeup albums and, and how they advanced and kind of hit a wall with the classic 70s albums, you know, just really good, really good stuff for, for all of us to talk about and listen to each other.
2: Yeah, it's a Wednesday night. So right now, probably I think uh AEW dynamite is going on Chris is probably as hot As he's ever been Yep, You know in his long illustrious 30 year career in wrestling He just was on with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin And it was like the biggest jaw drop News during Wrestlemania week That he got invited back Onto WWE what was that about And then this week he has Stone Cold on his Podcast Amongst all that craziness All that hype all that stuff going on, in Chris's life. Hold on, I got to get on. Shout It out loudcast and talk yep. about the Kiss album madness tournament. Yep, it's great. It's great. That's, it, it, that's a Kiss fan. Yep, in and, and end, you could and you could tell by
1: his tone and his conversation that he was he was into it. He he had his passionate you know thoughts.
2: In funny, him. it's like he's talking about it. He's like us. Like he's like I don't. know. Kiss is probably. T- all right, I probably talk about Kiss like he's like disappointed, yep. him mad at himself, like yeah, it's like all of us Kiss fans, like oh, another fucking compilation. This is so annoying. Are you gonna buy it or oh, yeah, I re-ordered Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Oh, yeah, Kiss. I mean, like I, you know, they really annoy. I've, I've really seen. It. I've already done that. Uh, yeah, Kiss is probably my favorite band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. You can't Kiss. escape it. No. Yep. No. Nope. No. So uh, I, I it was a fun time. Uh, and a fun conversation with Chris And we, again, as we said many times already on this episode We love these discussions and breakdown and analysis Of these Kiss songs or Kiss albums And uh, it's no, I mean, it's fun, me and Tom doing this Because this is what we used to do But it's, it's you can't put a price on having this with all of you guys and discussing this with you guys and breaking this down and analyzing it in the, in the, the jabs that everybody takes at each other. What fucking planet do you live on where this is better than this? Are you fucking high? That song sucks. Uh, ace number one, yep. or, you know, it's just, I can't explain. So it brings, I know personally, it brings me a ton of joy, looking at all the comments and reading and seeing the interaction. So I want to say thank you to everybody that got involved and everybody that uh, makes this kiss madness thing, a yearly fun thing that happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, the polls are fun. You know, we don't do this because we want to see who actually is going to win the tournament. You know, who, you know, who cares? What we do this for is to have a month long stretch of just in-depth detailed conversation about kiss and and like zoo said those jabs that that friendly kiss like what the fuck how do you think creatures is better than revenge or oh, revenge is the best or oh, revenge is overrated or oh, ace is overrated or i can't believe you pick crazy nights over harder than hell like that's what this is all about and and it brings everybody together and another thing i want to thank too I want to welcome all the new people that started following us on Twitter. We hopefully that you're listening to the show too, as well as following us on Twitter, because it brings in a whole new, a whole new kiss family to this because of the tournament. And and that's, that's just great. And that's what we want. And again, looking forward to what brings us next year in 2022.
2: Yeah. And we have a lot of fun episodes coming your way. And sometimes the madness tournament kind of overtakes the podcast and the episode sometimes, and uh, But we try to stay focused I think we've had some good episodes during the tournament And sometimes it, it gets You know, it gets distract- it's distracting With everything going on But we have some great episodes during that time And we're going to have some even better Going forward And mm-hmm. I, we hope that you'll like And continue to get involved And stay involved with everything that we do And uh, we appreciate it So with that being said Tom, this
0: is what's next Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTeshop.com and for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTeshop.com. At ClickTeshop, you can find lots of kiss inspired t-shirt designs plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week.
1: So, the question of the week: cue up the theme music. Longtime friend and fan of the show, Mr. Jack Benacchio. Oh. <laughs>
0: I am a good and darling, baby. a
2: good La I thought I went, I was going to go a week without his and the other fucking famous people's, uh, theme music. But I guess I couldn't. Nope. This is a good question here. And I, I don't think anybody has talked about this. This is kind
1: of a creative one. So he says, I've always wondered if ACE left the band first before Peter and Vinny or Mark, whoever came in after ACE, let's say Vinny with their style of guitar. Playing would Peter Have been
2: able to keep up With his style of playing I would say this The second ace left They would have shit canned Peter Okay because once the mystique of not The original four bye Peter Paul had no Use for Peter whatsoever I think he would have booted his ass Out as soon as ace was gone but they kept they try to keep Peter And Ace because they wanted to keep the four of them But once let's say it was the opposite And Ace left they're like fuck what do we need Peter For then fuck off
1: That's a good theory too I don't, I'm not going to Argue with that I, I think and, and, and again no one's ever Going to know what well, would have happened oh, By the what, way let me add go ahead. to
2: that go ahead, if, if not there w- he wouldn't have Been able to keep up he, he would have been gone anyways he, yeah. he wouldn't be able to keep up
1: Yeah Yeah, that that was going to be my original answer, but no, he wouldn't have been able to keep up. But I also think, too, that I think having Peter Lee first and bringing in the the hard rock, borderline metal, bombastic drumming of Eric Carr, this is my theory. I think that made it easier for them to replace Ace with whoever they wanted it to, with a shred guy. First of all, they kind of wanted a shred guy because that was the era, but bringing in Vinny and Mark and eventually Bruce, because they knew that Eric could do whatever they needed him to do. However, to answer your question, Jack, I think Zeus and I are on the same page. If Ace left first, Peter would have been out of his realm trying to deal with, with a Mark St. John or a Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, and we and we love Peter. There's no two bigger Peter fans than, than in the Kiss Army than these two guys right here, especially Zeus. But I just think it's not just not in Peter's style to have been able to deal with guitarists like that.
2: Yeah, I think you would have said it once. Well, if Ace is gone, then you motherfuckers, I'm gonna fucking leave. Bye. See ya. Bye. Hit yeah. the road. Don't let the door hit you on <laughs> the ass, buddy. <laughs> buddy. See yeah. ya. Paul especially
1: would be like, get the fuck out. Yep. But great so. question. Great question, Jack. Thank you as always, buddy. Big fan of the show, and we appreciate that. Thank you. That's a good that's a good question. Thank you.
2: All right. So, Tom, where can people find us?
1: Uh, our email, will start with that. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please send us your emails. We will reread all of them. Uh, some of them we'll read on the air. Most of them we read on the air. Some of them we keep to ourselves because they might be something for the show that we want to talk about between me and Zeus and maybe save it for a future topic. Who knows, but email us. Uh, and then again, we're very, very active on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, reach out to us. You can send us DMS on those. Uh, We just broke 2,000 members on our Facebook group, the Shout It Out Loudcasters. So thank you, guys. That's amazing. That's huge. Uh, That's a great place to jump in and just be involved with stories, arguments. You know, it's not toxic. It's a fun place. So check that out. Um, And our show, we're part of the awesome Pantheon podcast network of, uh, of shows, tons of great music, podcasts, rock, metal, pop, folk, hip hop, you name it. It's there. And our show is on all the major platforms, obviously Apple, Spotify, etc. cetera. Uh, so you can find us there, all those places. Interact with us, reach out, comment, tell us what you want, tell us what you don't like, whatever. We're, we're here for you, and let
2: us know. Yeah, as always, I always tell people to DM us as well, Tom. And they can DM us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Um, as always, we we always say you can find us on any of your podcast platforms if there's a platform you like and we're not on let us know we'll get on that platform but generally speaking we're on there you can always find us on our youtube YouTube. channel you can subscribe there uh the email for us again and that's where we get a lot of our questions uh and they're usually fantastic so shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shout it out loudcast at gmail.com and you know for all those you know we're interested in in hearing we always love our our fans here the local ones in the states but all those that are live in live outside the united states send us a shout out we'd love to hear where you're from where you're listening to, uh, listening to us from, we get people like we had a couple of the Finns. Was it last time? Yep. Uh, Australia, that's probably our second biggest Yep. out in Australia. We have, you know, Canada, France, uh, Spain, Italy, you name it. And we'd like to hear where you guys listen to us. Greece. kala kala bravo. You can see all those in all our French Canadian Greeks up there too. They can say uh, hello back to us in Greek. Anybody out there that's from a different part of the world, we'd love to hear where you're from and be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you a, definitely give you a shout out. And uh, also, we'd like to see tell everybody uh, if you want, you can always get shouted out loudcast gear at ClickTShop.com click t ed has awesome shouted out loud cast up we also have our album review crew which we do once a month with uh mr sunny poony we break down albums in the non-kiss library and that's always a lot of fun and uh if you are interested in that let us know and then patreon as well we always mention that and uh, we mentioned it early in the show but patreon.com patreon the app Or in the episode notes, if you're interested in helping us out, take a look at that and see if anything there interests you. And if you can, we'd like to thank you for that. And uh, with that being said, Tom, we usually end these with uh, famous last words. You got any? People tell me
1: I should win at
2: any cost.
1: But now I see as the smoke clears away, the battle has been lost. Appropriate words for my love gun Losing the battle The battle has been lost But you made it to the championship
2: Well with the tip of the hat To Le champion In more ways than one To the to Mr. Jericho And Mr. Kiss Alive Cause baby's Got the feeling Baby wants a show Baby Won't you tell me Baby, rock and roll,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <sighs> oh God, that guitar rips! If you're gonna
1: force me to listen to that song, it'll be on the alive version, not the friggin' heart of a <laughs> hell version. No way.
2: Ah, uh, awesome. Anyways, Tom, thank you, Chris, thank you so much for joining us as usual. Loudcasters, Kiss Army, we
1: love you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Chris, thank you as always. My friend, great time talking kiss as always. We appreciate it. Thank you everybody out there, especially those people that have been involved with this tournament that filled out those brackets. Uh, And again, to Ed for sponsoring the tournament, Zeus, as always, my partner in crime. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you as always.
2: Peace out, Girl Scout.